0: Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. All
3: righty, welcome in to a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. What a great time to be a sports fan with playoff baseball going on. You got NFL tonight, you got college football tonight, and your Pirates have won three straight games, big one coming up on the road this weekend against UCF. We'll talk about it all. On today's edition of Pirate Radio Live on 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. You can find us on 1250 at 930. We are live online, PR927FM.com. And we on Facebook and YouTube today, guys. We are. That is a good sign. You can watch the program on Facebook Live. Chime in there with your thoughts, comments, questions, concerns, and uh, be a part of today's show. Uh, We are also on YouTube, so go to Pirate Radio TV on YouTube. You can see the interviews with Mike Houston, Donnie Kirkpatrick, and Blake Harrell from Wednesday in their entirety right there on YouTube. All right, coming up on today's show, we'll talk to one of my favorite redheads in all the world, Zach Mascovich, down in Orlando, Florida. He works for WESH covering uh, ucf among other things and we will talk about uh the knights who are banged up and not only are they physically hurt their feelings are hurt after losing a couple games in a row so uh what's the uh the mood down there in orlando we'll talk about it with zach coming up in about 320 at around 3 40 we'll hear mike houston comments from wednesday's post practice as he talked to the media getting ready For The Knights on Saturday at 4 o'clock, Kevin Monroe, color analyst on the Pirates. IMG Learfield Network joins us to give his thoughts briefly. I know we're beyond it now, but haven't talked to him since the Tulane game. So we will uh, briefly touch on that and then uh, talk about ECU's chances to win on Saturday against the Knights of UCF so Kevin Monroe joins us at four o'clock we'll hear from Donnie Kirkpatrick after that what he had to say yesterday Jeff Nadeau the big man on campus joins us to preview Thursday night football your NFL slate for Sunday and a little college football talk as well with the big man in hour two we got touchdown Tony Collins coming up at five o'clock and then Blake Harrell comments in that five o'clock hour as well so is that enough that's a packed show for you here on a thursday Shirley rhodes is here chandler honeycutt is here intern macon as well now on a uh, thursday steve hill on facebook live says clipper, clipper! and then he says dude, dude. dude who uh who uh who was it that asked me you know our um fifth quarter show people become like fans of the callers and it was uh oh it was a it was another a fellow washington fan um came up to me at aj's on sunday as i was watching the game and said uh did captain bill call in i said no we ain't heard from captain since they uh they look real bad against what charleston southern yeah i think was when he called in and then he asked if uh, he said Kyle McGrane did he call? I was like, yeah, he, he mm-hmm. called in. Yep. So we got. Uh, he said he listened to some of the show, but uh, the listeners out there have their their own favorite callers and stuff like that. So yeah, it's pretty neat. That could be Captain Bill right there,
5: dude. dude.
3: <laughs> All right, dude. <laughs> Chandler, how you doing today?
6: Good man. How about you? Good. Thank
3: you for asking.
6: I I care about my clipper.
3: I'm kind of. Uh, i'm like i'm excited excitement time just that we got excitement time braves are playing tomorrow you got baseball today great game last night wish the cardinals would have won yeah but that was awesome uh you've got football on tonight both college and pro east carolina's won three in a row the football team looks to get over 500 sunday your panthers trying to bounce back uh what four and one would look really nice absolutely beside their name
6: and we have a great chance on on sunday against the eagles
3: it's just a uh a great time to be a sports fan
6: yeah it's a night too where you wish you had like four or five tvs in your living room who
3: says i don't oh i don't
6: all right i thought you did no i don't you're not Phil steel
3: but i'll tell you what i do have i do have a loving family a loving family,
6: <laughs> a loving
3: family i've got my uh my big telly i have a little telly that i could hook up
6: little telly sounds Uh, like a rapper
3: little telly we'll hook up little telly later on i got a laptop i got a phone i mean i could if i wanted to go baseball nfl two college games tonight yeah all in one sitting Hmm. so maybe i'll do that i don't know to be determined all right let's start uh Quickly, ECU, a 10-point underdog against UCF coming up on Saturday, 6 o'clock. We're with you um, at 2 o'clock on <laughs> the Bud Light pregame tailgate. We already got some questions coming in from Zach, for Zach. So, Zach used to be a uh, a regular here on uh, PRL and on the sports bar. And do you remember this, Chandler? What Do you know what Red Beard is referring to when he says... Can you ask Zach what the length of the national anthem for the game will be? Oh, yeah.
6: That was just last year.
3: (laughs) That was the Super Bowl in Tampa.
6: This past Super Bowl. Yeah. Because he was down there covering the Super Bowl.
3: Zach, I'm surprised he's still alive. I'm surprised he didn't get knocked off by some mobsters after he spoiled the length of the national anthem. Before people could bet on and it. And
6: then they knocked it off all of the websites.
3: That turned into a thing to the point where Zach was like, yeah, let's not talk about that. I think enough time has passed that I'm at least, I can at least throw Redbeard under the bus and say it's his question, not mine. Right. But I'm definitely bringing it up with him when we talk to him in a few
6: minutes. <laughs> I mean, he's probably got some like hits out for him.
3: That's great. Uh, great call there, Redbeard. Uh, Chad says, when Zach comes on, can we submit our fantasy start sick questions? absolutely let's do that right now let's talk uh because zach and i had our fantasy rules we still might have those somewhere um and chad was a uh, habitual line stuffer broke the rules every week so i might have a uh, start sick question Chandler. see if you got one on your team and we'll talk about it with zach oh and four well you, you got a lot of questions then yes like should you quit what do you do All right, so uh, we got Zach coming up. Let's hear uh, Shirley, Gus Malzahn, his thoughts on ECU as uh, Gus needs a win uh, after losing two straight. Here's what he had to say about the game coming up on Saturday.
2: You know, looking at East Carolina, uh, talking about a team that's won their last three games, very impressed with their quarterback. I think he started 30 games. Uh, They got a running back that's one of the more explosive running backs in our league. You look at their defense, their defense leading the league in interceptions and tackles for loss. So, a uh, very good team. Uh, they played South Carolina very close, uh, you know, and like I said, they got some momentum right now. We're going to have to play uh, good football. We are glad to be back home. Uh, we had a short practice last night, it was good to get back on the field with the guys after a tough loss and uh, you know, that's two, two losses uh, that were tough losses. They weren't just losses, they were tough losses. Uh, I'm real proud of our team, the way they're handling. It. Uh, like I've said before, we got a lot of winners in the locker room. They came out practice and they're ready to ready to go for this week. And we're going to have to get ready. This is a good team we're playing, and we're going to play good football.
3: All right, there is Gus Malzon. It's weird.
6: Weird. It's weird playing sound bites from Gus Malzahn because I feel like I remember just a few years ago him winning a national championship with Auburn.
3: He was uh, what Cam's coach?
6: No, that was Gene Chizik. Ah. Uh he had marshall the marshall kid with mm-hmm. the uh, miracle at jordan Hare. mhm okay Derek mason also um i think that's that was his name
3: trey mason trey mason <laughs> we're going further off the path <laughs> derrick mason was a receiver for the titans and there was a different Derek mason who was the coach of the of vanderbilt commodores and trey mason was their running back so there we go. We okay. we know our stuff here at Pirate Radio. Yes, we do. We know our Arban, Arban, I was on the right track. Urban 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 Tigers. Yeah, you were. You were. Urban? Should we talk about Urban? Has he apologized to
1: Urban? It? His wife just released a statement. Oh
3: boy, well we got I saw
1: she tweet uh deleted her Twitter. Yeah, she deleted her Twitter, but she well, just released yeah, it. What uh, a mess. What a mess.
3: People were tweeting she at her. She said,
1: this will be my last post on twitter frankly i don't need the hate vitriol slander trash that will be at me this has never stopped anyway we all make mistakes we are all sinners if you think you aren't then cast the first stone to my wonderful followers and friends thank you for your love support friendship laughs i will miss this the most i love you all and wish god's blessings on you thank you and then she put hashtag faith family football flamingos mm-hmm. p.s i will be deleting right as i post this so i will not see responses much love
3: yeah i mean that, that's for the best she didn't do anything i
1: feel bad for her
3: yeah I, I yeah more than anyone absolutely more than anybody obviously.
6: really seriously 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 serious
3: thank you for being serious chandler uh so there you go urban uh now Coincidence or troll job? There was a video at Jaguars practice yesterday. You know, you go in, one, two, three team, one, two, three Jags, one, two, three Jacksonville, one, two, three Duval, whatever. They went one, two, three grind. No, they didn't. They did. No, they didn't. They did. It is available on Twitter. Is that a coincidence? Now they did walk away from it laughing. That is a total
6: <laughs> that is totally planned. <laughs> and they were laughing yes.
3: Yeah, yeah. There was a lot of smiles. Wow,
6: they hate that dude. They hate him. <laughs> they hate this guy.
3: Uh, should we just roll with the Titans on Sunday to like crush them Got or to. I don't know, man, sometimes players I, I feel like i've seen this in movies more than real life where they hate the coach so much they all rally together and win <laughs> like despite the coach or whatever it like brings the team closer together somehow yeah so it could be one of those cases but i don't know
6: maybe i don't know and that's a good question because i was thinking about my uh start sit question and it's dealing with that game
3: okay so. um speaking of starting and sitting are uh the titans playing any receivers this weekend
6: i, I think julio is questionable but i don't think he's going to play mm. aj was out last week i don't know if he's going to play this week
3: quick nfl nugget i saw that calvin ridley and russell gage are not making the trip to london town when the jags play wait a minute oh the jets play the falcons yes yeah jets and falcons well, this weekend
6: never mind my start sit
3: <laughs> okay uh we just answered it for you yeah all right coming up tonight do we are we feeling a two-lane bounce back mm, i kind of am houston? i kind of am houston's playing a Minus little six and a half a little above their heads i kind of like Tulane tonight and i know we just saw him get beat by ecu which is why i like them tonight to bounce back and houston coming off a blowout win over tulsa I think Tulane. How
6: great would that make us feel to watch Tulane kind of bounce back in a big way tonight. Yeah. I guess the really good Houston Cougar team.
3: Yeah, Houston's only loss came, I want to say week 1 to Texas Tech. They are 4 and 1 on the year. Coastal Carolina uh sitting at 15th in the country on the road to Arkansas State tonight. So that's what's on in college football. Love the NFL matchup. Uh and this will be on Fox if you folks haven't been able to watch it on NFL Network so far this year. Uh, it'll be on fox the rams and the seahawks and love that game love the nfc west don't know who i'm i'm not taking the rams I, I still think they are the best team in the nfc despite what we saw last week against arizona
6: did i hear you mention something about a seahawks bounce back
3: last week i had them last week to bounce back after a loss to minnesota and win on the road at san francisco Ah. their bounce back was last week the rams bounce back is this week i pretty much base my whole picking philosophy on bounce backs if a team loses i love them the next week if a team wins can't stand you can't stand get out of here
6: scram go fly a kite
3: go fly a kite get your freaking tails out of my face
6: your freaking tails out of my face
3: <laughs> um, all right uh so what are you watching tonight chandler red sox rays you only got one tv and it's one of those uh um, tubes it's not even a flat screen <laughs> are you watching red sox rays Rams, seahawks houston tulane i tell you what i tell you what
6: wild card doesn't really
3: okay there's no wild card there's no wild card games tonight
6: oh okay wild cards over
3: al divisional series that's
6: not tickling my fancy (laughs) okay um we've seen a lot of like great prime time games in the national football league so far this year and i think it's going to continue tonight with the rams and seahawks love the matchup so i love that matchup and i'm going to be watching the rams and seahawks tonight
3: uh chandler you made the right call because I agree with you, and my call is right. No, I, I would go NFL as well. I know people listening out with us would probably go college football, and Shirley's going to go baseball because she's a Red Sox fan. Now,
6: don't get me wrong, I'm probably going to kind of tune over to the Tulane Houston game, see how Tulane's doing.
3: Well, I'm going to be following them all. Tyler says Clips bounce back reason is why he loves Washington football so much. Probably onto something, Tyler, because I know if they win one week, they're not going to win the next week. And usually, when they lose one that's week, sad. that's a sad existence. That's sad. Did you see? So we got some dude who's going go to go. Some dude's going to go to prison. Dude, I didn't really looked into this story much. Is like a trainer or something with Washington. Um. Oh, you he, saw that story? Yes, and then, million,
6: or a million or vermillon or whatever his name he used to be our head trainer
3: yeah thanks for that you're welcome and ron rivera said something to the effect of you know we're, we're this is the kind of stuff we're trying to clean up but for whatever reason we always have that dark cloud over us yeah what's the one constant year after year after year schneider the owner daniel Snyder, he he washington will never win anything while he is the owner why I don't really know, but it's a fact. And has there been
6: any discussion or any things said about him about maybe giving up the team?
3: Well, yeah, there's been these little controversies and things like maybe this is the one to get him in trouble, get him out of here. But nothing to. And then like his wife takes over a role, so now it's like her instead of Daniel kind of being the face of the deal and also there was the thought that uh bezos bezos Bezos. buzos would uh would buy the team
6: he was in the running for the panthers ownership
3: yeah man i wish tepper would have bought washington that would have been awesome he's a big baller we need somebody with some money out there to save us because it's just uh, why are we talking about this man let's let's move on move on from this quickly Okay. Touchy subject anything (laughs) else oh mlb playoffs um
6: a pretty good matchup tonight
3: and what about today at four o'clock white sox astros
6: that's what i was talking about
3: tonight you got the red sox and rays that at eight o'clock both of those games on fox sports one the nl playoffs uh will begin tomorrow night i had the wild card last night with the dodgers winning in dramatic fashion and uh you've got giants and dodgers what a series that's going to be and then uh the braves taking on the brewers All right, we'll leave you with this juicy nugget. What does that say?
6: Clips juicy nugget?
3: Yes, I have a nugget, and it is quite juicy. Mm. So last night, I made a pretty big deal about 40-year-old Adam Wainwright pitching for the Cardinals, Mm -hmm. and he looked great, pitched well. And I was like, man, this dude's been around forever. When was his rookie year? And I looked it up. It was 2007. 2007. So I was like I wonder like who he faced that would have faced a really old pitcher to to try to tie a bridge basically. And I looked up players that retired in 2007 and right when I saw Julio Franco, I knew I had struck gold. So I looked at, I looked up Julio Franco and I think I said Julio Franco pitchers faced. I googled that and of course a, a stat popped up right away. Ted Williams got an RBI single off Jim Cat in 1959. Let's go 23 years into the future. In 1982, Cat walked Julio Franco. So he faced Julio Franco faced the same pitcher that Ted Williams faced faced in 1959. In 2007, Julio Franco was in the lineup when rookie Adam Wainwright beat the Braves. So Wainwright faced Franco who faced cat who faced ted williams and then adam wainwright was pitching last night in the wild card game when the cardinals fell to the dodgers i bridged the gap from 1959 to 2021 using just four players
6: that's a long bridge
3: it is it's pretty awesome so uh i don't know i just i found that pretty fascinating that you could go uh find a, a ted williams to basically adam wainwright connection they're using just four players. It's kinda like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon. But I'm gonna be, baseball version I, I'm,
6: gonna, I'm I'm gonna be serious right now. I you have to be the only person on earth to think about that.
3: <laughs> I'm serious. I don't
6: who else would have thought about that?
3: Well, it was after trivia. I had gotten home i guess i still had some trivia flowing through my bones like through your veins nope through the bones (laughs) my blood goes through my bones (laughs) wow that's a
6: problem (laughs) you might want to see a doctor about that
3: um and yeah sometimes i think of things like that some say I, i have a problem
6: like you should submit that to
3: Elias sports bureau
6: something that's pretty impressive
3: the guinness book of world records uh yeah i need i need help physically and mentally <laughs> so let's take a break we'll come back 1-800 help i need fantasy help as well and zach mascovich will not provide any of that but we'll still talk start sit we got some questions from Redbeard, chad steve all right we'll have a little fantasy discussion along with ecu and ucf when we return can we
6: can we do a national anthem uh, prop bet and uh, Troy D I believe is gonna be in Orlando. He that's can right. time it. Yeah. Let's me, you and Shirley have a national anthem prop bet. Alright. How long will it last?
3: Maybe Zach has some intel on how long the band plays it. And we'll find out All when right. we talk to him. Right it. after these words.
0: live this hour is brought to you by university pc care your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs visit universitypccare.com to learn more today now back to the show
1: welcome back grab your amigos and head to chico's for the best mexican food and fun in greenville come and enjoy favors like shrimp tacos steak and chicken fajitas burritos enchiladas ACP and more. Follow Chico's on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. For Mexican food and fun, it's got to be Chico's for dine-in or to-go. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here's your host, Cliff Rock.
3: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Thursday. We're with you 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate on Saturday. Talking ECU and UCF. We'll do that now as we head out to the Fixed NC Live line and visit with our old buddy Zach Maskovich who works for WESH down in Orlando, and he joins us here today on the program. Zach, how you doing, buddy?
7: Clever. What's going on, man?
3: Man, uh, ready for a football game this weekend, which uh, is, I, I when I saw this one on the schedule, Zach, I was saying, okay, UCF by 21. Let's go on to the next game. I've kind of changed my tune on that a little bit, and and part of the reason is East Carolina and what they've done. And, they finally put together a complete game last week, won their third straight, and then the UCF side of things where you know they, they were upset by Navy. I guess that happens. Uh, also lost to Louisville, but the main thing with them right now is injuries, and you know you lose to Dylan Gabriel, that hurts, but Zach, they're banged up even beyond the, the quarterback position, right?
7: Yeah, you're not kidding. Uh, if you would have told me at the beginning of the year that ECU might have a chance of beating UCF, I would have laughed in your face, but You know, they're two teams trending in different directions right now. UCF uh, lost two in a row uh, to a a Navy team that they were favored by 16 points, I think, going in. And then uh, ECU is obviously trending in the right direction, having won won a couple of games. Losing Dylan Gabriel, who was a preseason Heisman, albeit long shot, uh, Heisman hopeful. That's not good. And then you're, you're starting a true freshman quarterback and, they're UCF, they're, uh, they're going to need some help, I think, this week coming up.
3: Zach Maskovich joining us. Zach, I heard you tell Bailey on Monday that this will be uh, your first opportunity to go to the bounce house this year, which uh, kind of stinks because I remember the season opener for East Carolina against App State. There was a lightning delay there in Orlando, which allowed me to watch a lot of the second half of that game after ECU and App State were done. And, man, that place – was bumping it looked like a party in the bounce house when they knocked off boise state a lot has changed uh since then to now so i don't know what the atmosphere is going to be like on saturday zach but the fans were were pumped early in the season did they give this team another shot after losing two straight what do you think it's, it's going to be like on saturday yeah i agree we've lost Zach. We lost him once. He left us. We thought we had him back. And he left us again. And here I sit alone. Just remembering the good times with Zach. The time he sliced his hand open at Sports Trivia and had to go to urgent care. Late on a Wednesday night. (laughs) I I just heard Shirley in Studio B. The time he got hit in the Nards. And covering high school football. The good times. The glory days with Zach Maskevich. The time he spoiled the national anthem. All the great times. And now it's just me alone. But a voice from the heavens appears. And it is Zach Maskevich down in Orlando. Hey, Zach.
7: Hey, what's going on? What
3: the hell are you doing?
7: I'm doing nothing. I'm just sitting here talking to you. And apparently, we lost reception.
3: Well, what is that noise? Are you in your car?
7: Yes, I am I'm driving to work right now. All right. Are you so? Are you angry? I am not angry. Are you angry?
3: <laughs> I'm sad. I thought I lost you again.
7: No, you will never lose me, Cliff. I'm here for you always.
3: Zach, let me set up that great award-winning Narc- um What's the award? Marconi. Award-winning question that I set up for you a moment ago. Bounce House was buzzing week one. This will be your first trip to the bounce house. Uh, what do you think it's going to be like on Saturday, uh, fan-wise?
7: well In all fairness, it's not my first trip to the bounce house. It will be my first trip with full capacity. Uh, last year, obviously, was was limited capacity, and for whatever reason, whether it's I got COVID or other stuff happening, I was not able to go to any UCF home games this year. This will be my first one. I can't wait to see Steve and I go down the sidelines taking pictures. Me and Bailey are supposed to go hang out beforehand uh, Friday night. But I'm expecting a, a, a full house.
5: Hmm. I, I
7: know UCF, UCF fans are kind of – they're a little delusional, almost like ECU fans way, that ever since the 2017 season, ECU – or UCF fans, rather, feel like – If you lose more than one game, your season's over. Right, and the season's not over yet for UCF. Obviously, they could still go ahead and and compete in the American. But I do think this is this could be a trap game for UCF because you got obviously ECU, who at the beginning of the season, as we talked about earlier, is would circle as an easy win. But you got Cincinnati looming behind this game, Mm. and I think that uh, UCF could potentially be looking ahead and you know ucf is trending in the wrong direction ecu is trending in the right direction so they got to take the pirate seriously
3: zach uh, you mentioned delusional fan bases here and there have you managed to piss off the ucf fans and coaches like you did when you were here
7: no i haven't quite gotten to that
3: level yet all right not yet it's coming just just not quite yet
7: we're working we're working yeah we're working towards it.
3: <laughs> zach uh what else are you covering out other than ucf you got uh obviously high school football what pro uh teams if any are you covering at the moment
7: yeah obviously uh the magic line magic are in their training camp right now the Tampa Bay bucks are you know looking like one of the better teams in the nfc and we're we're covering both those teams right now and Obviously, we got Florida. Uh, they coming off the loss to Kentucky. But I was at the game with Florida-Alabama where Florida almost came back to beat Alabama. Oh, yeah. 90,000 90, strong in the swamp was probably one of the loudest stadiums I've ever been around. Um, so, you know, we got we got a lot of good stuff going on down here. Do uh,
3: you can do some uh, playoff baseball, Zach, with the race?
7: Uh, I, don't, I don't know that we're going to get out there unless they make the World Series. Yeah. So, I don't know if you, you – Never been to Tampa, but the Braves don't play in Tampa. They play in St. Petersburg, which is another thirty minutes south of Tampa. Right. It's like a it's a, it's a good two plus hour drive to get down to Tampa. And uh, so you know we'll wait to see what they can do if they can beat the Red Sox. But that game last night with the uh, the Cardinals and Dodgers was, was a lot of fun to watch.
3: It was, and uh, got a game coming up at four o'clock today: Astros and White Sox. It'll be Rays Red Sox game one tonight. The National League Divisional Series gets underway on uh friday zach let's uh you want to do some fantasy football start sit real quick yeah let's do it we got a few questions in from uh old faithfuls here some names you'll recognize including chad who's been banned from asking questions like four times when zach and i used to do this (laughs) Um, all right chad these are too many options all right pick three A.J. Green, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb. I mean, there's your three if healthy. So let's say A.J. Brown doesn't play. Uh, Darius Slayton uh, for the Giants against the Cowboys or Nelson Aguilar. Um, Who do they play? I'll have to look that up. So you've got Slayton and the Patriots play the bad team, Texans. Slayton or Aguilar, if AJ Brown can't play. Ah
7: oh, man, uh, let's go. I'm gonna go Slayton. Slayton. Yeah, I was thinking
3: Slayton too. Well, uh, they can.
7: Whenever, whenever we agree, we'll
3: go with that. All right, there you go. Um, let's see. I have another question: Miles Sanders taking on the Panthers or JD McKissick, who uh, if Washington goes up tempo, hurry up offense, he's going to catch some balls chandler let's bring you in for this one what do you what kind of day does miles sanders have against the panthers defense how's the panthers run defense man uh it's not been, good against zeke
6: i was going to say it's been good until we faced zeke last week um derrick brown up there in the middle daquan jones we acquired him from the titans we do have uh Shaq thompson's not going to play uh on mm. sunday um who was who was the other Miles other?
3: sanders or jd mckissick who is the receiving running back for washington
7: wait can, can i interrupt yes i didn't know that chandler was getting paid by the panthers
3: <laughs> oh.
7: around
3: here. wow what did he say we yeah
7: he said we a bunch come on man we- are you a, you're
3: not a we oh, guy you're not a
7: we guy zach i'm not a we guy ah
3: what are you an xbox guy I don't- that was a good one <laughs> that was great so, make a pick, Chandler. I'll say McKissick. I think I, I was. I, I'm gonna
6: go McKissick. Zach. I'm gonna go the opposite of Chandler.
3: <laughs> That's what I like to hear. We had the old uh, Zach Maskiewicz back, just uh, just causing problems. Speaking of causing problems, Redbeard, Stafford, or your boy Lamar Jackson. Uh Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> Stafford Thursday night football. I'd probably. You didn't even give it real thought, though. Are you do you like J- Jackson that much more?
7: Now nah, Stafford obviously is on his uh, his pseudo MVP campaign. It's Good for him to get out of Detroit and over to LA, and he's been lighting it up so far. But uh, you know Lamar is my boy, so I got to stick with him. All
3: right, uh, here's one for me, Zach: uh, Jalen Hurts uh, at Carolina or Kirk Cousins against the Lions. Who should I start? Oh. Oh my god! Yeah, I've waited too long on quarterback. Yeah, me too.
7: I got a question for you after this. Uh, I would go Kirk. Hurt? You say Hurts or Kirk? Why? Kirk. Okay. Kirk Cousins. All right. There's
3: no reason why I just. No, I'm leaning that way because he he was great two weeks ago, stunk last week. I think the roller coaster continues, and he's good this week. Uh, what's your question?
7: So. I drafted Baker Mayfield thinking he might be able to do anything, but he can't. So I got Baker Mayfield, and I picked up Sam Darnold this week, and I got Teddy Bridgewater on the bench. So which three Uh, three should I go with?
3: Yeah, I picked up Teddy last week, and I didn't play him, but it's a shame. So if he plays, they play the Steelers. That just looks like a really ugly game to me. I mean, look, (laughs) Sam Darnold leads the league in rushing touchdowns i know he's also throwing for 300 every week it's it's kind of a
7: no-brainer to start sam darnold well he's in my starting lineup but i just thought i would get confirmation from you
3: and the browns play the chargers right they're pretty stingy on defense i mean i like i don't really love the eagles defense so i think i'm going darnold if
6: if the panthers not we if the panthers are anywhere around (laughs) the five yard line don't rule out a sam darnold like quarterback draw
3: he's the new superman all right. All right. Last it's thing last thing for you, Zach. I don't know if this is too soon. This is not me asking the question. This is Redbeard. He says, Can you ask Zach what the length of the national anthem will be for the game on Saturday?
7: <laughs> no comment.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that was not me. Zach Well, we
7: all we not how
3: Redbeard is. <laughs> good to catch up with you, buddy. Uh everything uh going good. Do you um you married yet? Uh, not yet you know
7: Hope, hopefully one day but all right uh, love and life in
3: orlando i'm glad to see you're doing well buddy and uh we'll keep in touch and uh talk again down the road
7: all right Clever. love you
3: guys see you buddy there he is zach maskovich joining us on the fixed nc live line felt good to do a little start sit there brought back some uh we need to maybe we should bring this back in our rundown on thursdays chandler we'll do a quick start sit with uh I know chad and steve will chime in with some questions so maybe we can get some questions going
6: i might have to have some questions to get some wins on the board
3: yeah you're oh and four yeah. now's the time to ask questions you know and i thought it was crazy
6: that when i drafted i thought man this is a pretty good draft i mean it's not great it's not a great draft but i mean i thought i was so, pretty impressed but it came out as a c plus and that I, doesn't I thought matter That's... and i was like what there ain't no way so and are you getting I am crushed? four?
3: Are you scoring points and losing to a team? No, with...
6: I'm I'm like barely losing. You're bad.
3: Oh, so you are barely losing. Yeah. Alright. So it's gonna turn around for you. Yes. All right. Well you better hurry up because Oh, I know. It's uh the season's dwindling away if you're 0 and 4. Yeah. All right, let's take a timeout. We'll come back when we return. I get... picked up the Panthers defense. Okay. Uh get your kites ready. Mike Houston. His comments get a fly a kite. From Wednesdays Post-practice are on the way to wrap up Hour 3. We'll continue Hour 1, the 3 o'clock hour. We'll continue the ECU football talk on the Bud Light ECU Report with Kevin Monroe at 4 o'clock. So a lot of Pirate Talk on the way here on Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
0: listening to hour one of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by University PC Care. Your local tech support experts for all your personal and business needs. Visit UniversityPCCare.com to learn more today. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Domino's of Greenville has three locations to take care of you. Take advantage of the week-long carry-out deal of all three topping pizzas for only $7.99. Order online today at Domino's.com. Now, let's head back in to PRL Here's Clip Barack.
3: All righty. Thanks, Shirley Rhodes. Chandler Honeycutt here on a Thursday. We got Kevin Monroe joining us in about 15 minutes. Touchdown Tony Collins at 5 o'clock. And a boatload of audio to get to from yesterday, including Mike Houston. Let's hear his opening comments right now, Shirley, as he spoke with the media following Wednesday's practice.
8: All right, a couple of days of uh, you know pretty hard practice. Guys are uh, you know getting getting to the point where they need to be to get ready for Saturday night. Uh, big ball game for our our team Saturday night. Uh, very good football team. We're getting ready to play and you know at their place and you know we we're down there two years ago. Uh, just it's going to be an electric uh, electric atmosphere. Uh, tough place to play on the road. They have a great fan base. Uh, you know they do a, a, a great job with uh, you know being being a part of the ball game. So challenging game Saturday night. Uh, we're excited to get down there. Uh, look forward to the kickoff. So,
3: We've talked to players past uh, and present about how they would rather have a rowdy road environment than a dead road environment. And uh, Mike Houston was asked about the bounce house. You just heard Zach Masevich say he expects uh, UCF to, fans to show up in full force after losing two straight and trying to get their team back on track. And uh, Mike Houston was asked, you know, how... You know you can use that rowdy road environment to uh the pirates advantage on saturday
8: well i mean it's you know it's the the difference on the road just you know you cut down the roster it's you know it's only like 72 guys uh and it's kind of the circle the wagons kind of mentality that you you know you're going into enemy territory you're going into hostile environment you know i just remember you know their fans kind of hanging all over the around the entrance to the field where we come out and you know it's you know kind of messing with you and all that stuff so you know just you know got got to just kind of you know have each other's back and uh you know band together and you got to kind of bring the energy on the sideline i mean i think that's where you know the support's got to come from from each other so it's very very important
3: all right uh shirley do you have the cam good guarantee from earlier in the week we're gonna play this when tony's on since he is mr guarantee do you have that right now i do all right let's hear that real quick
9: uh, i'm excited i know the bounce house is going to be bouncing this weekend um i know I know the energy is going to be there, you know. They're excited to see us win, and I'm guaranteeing we're going to bring that to the fans.
3: All right. The uh, the guaranteed W there, Uh, Jenny, asked Mike Houston if uh, he had any thoughts on the Cam Good guarantee.
8: Well, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, Navy, Uh the Navy team I saw on film this.
3: Oh, that's the wrong uh, page there, Shirley. holding hold,
1: hold on a second i, I had to switch screens here
3: holding holding uh
1: number three
3: holding we got we got to worry
8: about our preparations so yeah, the big thing for us is just practice uh you know being mentally prepared to go play the kind of game we want to play and uh you, we got to worry about us we can't worry about anything else like that
3: <laughs> what are y'all doing sorry chandler <laughs>
1: i forgot the mic was on and he was doing so i started laughing
3: Shirley, i had i literally cut up 25 clips today mm-hmm. so i am terrified that something i put on the uh the page is going to be messed up but so far so good let's let's try to keep that rolling look look who, okay look who's making
1: mistakes
3: <laughs> <laughs> hey well look i'm not gonna throw anybody under the bus but that mistake that was made a moment ago was not on me
1: that was me oh Man, that can- was me
3: Making
1: mistakes. <laughs> Making mistakes.
3: <laughs> nope. Uh, the preparation for Charleston Southern subpar. The preparation for Tulane glorious. Uh, how about the preparation for UCF? How's it gone so far this week?
8: It's been good. I mean, it's you know, it's different game plans, different weeks, and you know, Tuesday I thought they practiced hard. You know, the execution sometimes because of the new stuff and uh, both sides of the ball that you know it's not quite as sharp. Uh, it seemed to be sharper today. You know, I want to look at the film. Uh, I thought we were running around real good on defense today. Um, you know, just you know, we're getting ready to go up there and watch the film here in just a second. So, uh, you know, we'll have more of an idea of how today went uh, once we look at that.
3: All right, Cut 5. Mike Houston was asked how his Pirates can repeat the full four-quarter performance that they put on Saturday against Tulane. Well, you know, it's
8: I didn't love the way we started the second half defensively. Uh, but other than that, I thought we played really well throughout the game. But, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's the focus each week, and we talked about it last week going into that game. Uh, we've done it now, so, uh, you know, the, the thing that we've talked about all week is, you know, building on last week's performance uh, and playing, playing a more complete game this week than we did last week because there's certainly some things we didn't do very well last week. Uh, you know, there's always things you can do better, but, uh, you know, this team had not reached its potential yet, so we still, uh, you know, we're still pushing to, you know, to play, play more of a complete game.
3: All right uh Mike Houston brought up the third quarter. that has been a trend. Uh, at this point, if you've seen it this much during the season, it's a thing. it's uh it's not really a fluke anymore that the Pirates struggle for whatever reason in the third quarter and I'll pull up the numbers on the UB stat sheet. Uh, East Carolina has been outscored in the third quarter this season 44 to 10. Now the Pirates are outscoring their opponents by 25 in the second quarter and by 23 in the fourth quarter and being outscored by one point in the first quarter. They went a long way to make up that number on Saturday with their uh, explosive first quarter against Tulane. But the third quarter has still been an issue for whatever reason, and Mike Houston was asked about that, uh, the reasons for the third quarter struggles. Cut six.
8: Well, I, I didn't think we were on offense. I mean, we had had two good drives in the third quarter. One, we stalled out in the red zone. Uh, The second, you know, we continued on to the fourth quarter and ended up scoring. So, really, I just thought, you know, the first play of the second half kind of, you know, we we misfit it, and I got a big run, and I think that kind of knocked us back on our heels a little bit. Uh, We've talked about it this week. We talked about it with the players, talked about it with the leadership council. Uh, You know, to be honest, you know, I addressed it at halftime last week, you know, just because I felt like that was the, the issue last year against SMU. And I think that you know, the big thing with um, you know, a young team that's learning how to win is handling a lead at halftime, you know, keeping that same edge that we had in the first half. Uh, now I thought we got it back uh, and finished the game really the way you want to. So uh, I think it's just still continuing to learn how to handle those situations.
3: All right, let's hear one more before we take a timeout. Mike Houston was asked, cut seven, how he keeps his team hungry after the recent success that the Pirates have had.
8: It's not like we've won 20 in a row or anything. We've won three ball games, And when we had one, we played poorly in. So, uh, you know, we played well. Now, can we play well two weeks in a row? That's the challenge. Um, so it's, you know, it's, again, it's part of the maturity thing. But it's, uh, you know, hopefully we learned a great lesson against Charleston Southern uh obviously we came back and played much better last week so you know we'd like to see us put two solid games in a row together
3: all right there are comments from ecu head football coach mike houston that one went a little quicker than i thought so let's hear another one uh before we wrap up our number one here uh chandler what are uh what are some of mike houston's favorite words compete yeah loves to compete physical that's where i was going physicality physicality likes to talk about an opportunity <laughs> likes an opportunity That's uh a good bunch we saw physicality on display on saturday pirates as parker bunch would say the pads were popping
6: pads were popping
3: and it was uh want to see
6: some pi- pads popping
3: Better fire their offensive coordinator. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Slow down there, Parker.
3: <laughs> he said that too. Uh, but, no, it, it was a just trench-wise, linebackers, DBs uh, hitting. It was great to see on Saturday. And uh, Mike Houston was asked about the, the physicality of the team and uh, what they saw on Saturday and then keeping that going moving forward.
8: Well, I thought we did a great job with it last week. Um, I thought the South Carolina game, we did a really good job with it. So, you know, at times during the Marshall game. Uh, so uh, it's just, you know, can we, can we play with it on both sides of the ball the way we did last week? Can we have that same kind of physicality in our tackling? Can we have that same kind of physicality up front on the offensive line? Uh, certainly it's been the, the point of focus this week, uh, and it will be a huge point of focus over the next 48 hours uh, as we get ready to go on the plane Friday. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's 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 what we have said we're going to hang our hat on from the day I got here and uh you know we're finally playing that way so we got to continue to build on it
3: all right there is mike houston we got more coach houston comments we got a lot of Donnie k we got a lot of blake harrell uh later on on today's edition of pirate radio live but when we return we will head out to the fixed nc live line and talk to former pirate former panther Now, color analyst on the Pirates IMG Learfield Network with Jeff Charles, Kevin Monroe, KMO, joins us when we return on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. We are back with you after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint, Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting. Signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. UBE has been an ECU tradition for over 50 years. You can shop online anytime at piratewear.com ube has the biggest and best selection of ecu sportswear and accessories for pirates of all ages every day is game day at ube now let's head back in to pirate radio live here's clip brock
3: Alrighty, hour two of pirate radio live got ecu hall of famer touchdown tony collins joining us at five o'clock we'll talk pirates we'll talk about his struggling patriots as well and uh, still got some more mike houston comments to get to donnie kirkpatrick Met with the media on Wednesday, as did Blake Harrell. Got those comments as well. And we'll make you a winner in hour three. But we kick off hour two with a former pirate, former Panther, now the color analyst on the Pirates IMG Learfield Network. He is Kevin Monroe joining us on a Thursday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Kevin, appreciate your time as always, man. How you doing today? Kevin? Oh, boy. And here I s- Hey, wait, well. What? Okay, I you, here i sit alone again okay,
9: exactly. kevin you with us yeah man sorry about that i'm, I'm used to going on mute in my office
3: when I, when I have to no problem look you're one of the busiest man uh men in show business we know that from your your days on uh b pays show when he would talk about your uh your your clout your status uh kevin great to talk with you again man and uh, great to talk with you after three straight pirate wins something we haven't been able to do since 2014 I would ask, could you believe it's been that long? But you've sat through every game, so you probably can believe it's been that long. But how about the uh, the streak and pirates, Kmo? It's uh, it's fun to watch.
9: Yeah, man, it's it's been great, and um, it's it's exciting to be disappointed over over close wins. <laughs> it's exciting to be, you know, bummed out when we could have won by more or we could have done this better. But it, it's still resulting in wins, and I, I feel great about that. And so I'm happy to see the Pirates winning. I feel like it's been too long, and, um, and you, you, you want to get more excited. You want to say the Pirates are back. You want to say you've turned a corner. What we've at least done is we know what it takes to win, and we're starting to put back-to-back wins together. And that's all you can ask for this, this young team that's trying to figure it out.
3: Let's start with defense, Kevin. I know you would love to see those guys flying around on the defensive side of the ball. We had several callers on Saturday on the U.S. Sailor fifth-quarter call show say, man, uh, Tulane's going to be feeling that one on Sunday and into Monday and possibly Tuesday because ECU was hitting. Again, Jaquan McMillan just does what he does, gets another second-half interception. Uh, Ward and Saba picks off a pass. That defense was flying around, and they give up 29 points, but felt like they played maybe their best game of the season on saturday real complimentary football for the pirates what did you see from the defensive effort there saturday kevin
9: so you know what's great is that when mike houston took the job he said you know in the locker room we didn't look like american athletic Mm team we we were smaller we were weaker uh you know we had a lot of speed but we, we didn't look like, and that was his number one goal, is to get us to looking like that. And at the beginning of this season, he said, we look like an American Conference uh, football team. And now it's starting to show. For the first time I can remember, maybe since Skip Holt era, Skip Holt era, uh, Jeff and I were saying the Pirates are the more physical team on the field today. And it just, they were flying around. They were hitting, as you say. Um, and, and it was, Two lane players just laying down on the field left and right and lingering. You don't want to see players get injured, but they were they were getting banged up a lot during that game, just on big legal hits, and that they were coming from the DBs, they were coming from the linebackers, they were coming from the defensive line. So I love seeing the physicality. I want teams to watch us on tape and say, "Oh my god, that's scary," <laughs> because believe believe you me, players do that. You know, we used to watch film, and you know, I talked to Troy Smith, and you know, he was playing receiver, and he would say to me, "Man, number twenty-two on Syracuse is a killer," <laughs> kind of thing. And so, we always saw on film who was the guy that went out there and was ready to take your head off. And you know, obviously, you can't do that these days; it's more of a you know, more of a below the neck type thing. But being a physical team, players realize that, and that counts for a couple of drop passes across the middle. I can promise you.
3: Kevin Monroe joining us. Kevin, you had a lot of success on the football field. I, you know, I don't know if anybody's had a stretch like Jaquan McMillan is on. But what is that that confidence level like for him right now? Did you ever have a stretch of games where you just felt like no receiver was going to beat you on any play uh, that given game? Uh, what, what's What's going through his head right now when he's on the field?
9: You know what's funny is there. There is a fine line between good and great at corner, right? Um, you know, I, I I had my time, and I you know I had some some greatness in there, I'm sure. But I was definitely a very good corner, and I was solid. And the, and the reason I was is because I didn't believe in getting beat. Like I, you were not going to beat me downfield. You might catch one in front of me, seven eight yards. I make the tackle, but you just weren't going to roll off the field and, and 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 go for a post route and beat me deep. I can count on one hand the amount of times that happened in my career, more or less in the season. And and what's happened over the years is that. Corners have gotten more aggressive. They play more press man now. They take more chances. And so, you know, guys are trying to get that big play all the time, all the time, all the time. And what that results in is that you get one big play, but you get beat five times. (laughs) And so Jaquan McMillan was caught up in that a little bit earlier in his career. First few games, he'd make a play, and then he'd get three deep balls caught on him. And now it's changed. Now he is in the receiver's hip pocket all the time you're not going past him you're not catching it short you know, he's just kind of in that zone and it's hard to get there it's hard to stay there especially when teams are attacking you but more and more they're going to start going away from him because he's just been so confident and playing so well and obviously having speed makes a lot of difference because you it makes up for mistakes um Deion Sanders always used to say I'm as fast as I need to be <laughs> so if I get beat on if I get beat on the play I'm going to go make it up with my speed and so Jaquan has, has, has tapped into that where he's making plays and uh, it's, it's starting to become normal. And that's when you start to feel good as a corner because your confidence just grows. You have to have confidence playing that position.
3: Yeah, and, and hearing him talk and hearing Mike Houston talk about him, it's pretty – you you corners aren't as diva-ish as the receivers, Kevin, but for Jaquan to be such a team guy, talk about the team rather than himself, that's pretty refreshing, uh, K-Mu.
9: It is. It is uh he's I, I don't know him personally but he seems like a great kid. Yeah. Um and 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 he says all the right things. Um but he's getting lots of pats on the back and yeah. and and every 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 receiver he faces is going to think I can beat you. I don't <laughs> know what the last receiver did. I can beat you. And it's kind of that if if you ever watch CJ Johnson, you know, play offensively, he's going at the corners all game long. And it's and and I know he's thinking in his mind, throw me the ball, Holton, because I can beat all these chumps. And so that's the that's the divish that's the attitude that receivers tend to have. And so corners are always taking shots. They're always taking shots from the best receiver. They're always taking shots from quarterbacks that want to show they can beat them. So he's gonna he's gonna keep getting this you know keep getting stuff thrown at him. But so far he seems up to the task.
3: Kevin Rowe joining us. Uh, Kevin always enjoyed talking about what you see during a game. I, I watch the game. I'm basically following the ball uh, and not seeing you know what's going on on the line or, or off the ball. So when ECU's offense rolls up 52 and everything's working, Keaton Mitchell is breaking his long runs. You get Ryan Jones involved, Sneed, CJ have their 50-plus yards. You know, on Saturday, is that Donnie dialing up the right plays every time? Is it, you know, the O-line finally standing tall and having their best game? What led to that offensive breakout that maybe we hadn't seen the previous weeks, Kevin, uh, in your opinion?
9: You know, what makes a good offensive coordinator is just having a routine but being willing to break that routine, right? And if something's not working, you do something different. And I think maybe the problem that people have had with Coach Kirkpatrick uh, this year and last year is they felt like he got in his routine and he stuck with it no matter what. I'm sure that's not true, but that's how it, that's how it felt, right? Stop running the ball at the middle. <laughs> Run the ball sideways. You, <laughs> you, you start to see. If you remember, when Lincoln Riley was the coach, people hated the bubble screen. Oh, yeah. So he's always throwing the ball 20 yards sideways, blah, blah, blah. So you can have a big-time coach coaching the position, and you're going to find something not to like. That being said, when you continuously do different things to keep the defense guessing, that's when you're going to be successful. So when you're running the ball at the middle and Keith Mitchell breaks a big one, awesome. When you can run it around the edge, when you can throw it wide and C.J. Johnson breaks a short one for a long one, awesome. When you can do a trick play that works and, and get a big play, Awesome. So it just seemed like things were working, that they had worked on at practice, and, and they were all different things. And so sometimes coaches get stuck trying to make one thing work, and they keep going, keep going, keep going, and it just never works. And, and the offense sputters, but they had several things that work, And that's attributed to the offensive line. That's attributed to Holton making the right decisions, making the right checks, making the right throws. Uh, and the running backs being untouchable. I mean, both those guys ran very well, and, and you know, Keaton Mitchell's in a different world right now the way he's running the football. So um, a lot of that is the players, but some of that is the calls that they work on so hard at practice finally working.
3: Kevin Rowe joining us. Kevin will be in Orlando on the call with Jeff Charles on Saturday, 6 o'clock. We're with you 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. Kevin, if you asked me August 7th, uh, you know, predict the score between UCF and ECU, I'd have said, well, give me a UCF by 20. You asked me on October 7th, it's changed a little bit. Part of that is because of ECU's recent success. The other part is no Dylan Gabriel. And beyond that, UCF's just banged up. They're coming off a of Navy week where they just got their legs chipped all all game on Saturday. And they lost two in a row. So uh, maybe a big bounce back coming for Gus Malzahn's guys. Or maybe those two losses stick with them and it leads to another loss on Saturday. I just I feel like... I feel a lot different about this game, Kevin, right now than I did say uh, a couple months ago.
9: Oh, there's no question, and you're and you saying uh, give me UCF by 20 would have been kind because <laughs> likely that that game would have been a lot uglier than that. Yeah. Uh, but without their quarterback, it, it changes everything, and, they, and I think they've lost confidence. Right? I mean, listen, they're still they're still scoring 41 points a game, um, but they you know they, they, the Bethune Cookman game starting there with 63 points is part of that. But they are giving up a lot of points. They're giving up more points than the UCF defense has given up in the past, 30 points a game. They're giving up more yards than they've given up in the past, um, you know, through the air, on the ground. And so defensively, there's some things there that the Pirates can take advantage of. And then offensively, trying to get behind a new quarterback uh, in that system. I mean, that system, you need reps because they go 100 miles an hour all the time. They're, they're ready for the next snap before you can get your defense defensive call in so if you've got a quarterback who's erratic who doesn't know how to make the right reads who doesn't get the ball away quick enough who doesn't get everybody lined up and getting the right checks it's going to be a nightmare and I haven't had a chance to watch them play this season but I have a feeling with the struggles that they've had and the two losses that there was that was probably a lot of it getting lined up correct making the right reads making the right throws making mistakes injuries obviously were a part of it so yeah I I mean I, I see the Pirates Definitely been able to compete with them this week. I haven't seen the, the spread so far, but I you know I know that it probably is a lot different than it would have been, you know, six months ago if they made the spread.
3: At least cut in half. It's at uh it's at ten right now, Kevin, which still may be a little too high. I was thinking maybe eight, something like that, but it's UCF by ten at the moment.
9: Yeah, you know, and who knows. It it, it could work out that way. Yeah. Uh but if the if the pirates play like they played against Tulane, which it's hard to it's hard to back up a game like that, right? It's, a, yeah. it's hard to get all the Pat's on the back and tell how great you are and go out and do it again. But if they can play like that, they would have been able to beat Appalachian State. That's the way I feel about it. So, certainly, they're, they're going to be you know right in the game with Central Florida if they can play that well.
3: Let's wrap it up with a little NFL. I'd like to talk uh, a little bit NFL with you before we go, Kevin. And uh, I still got the Rams. I had them going into the year. I'm going to stick with them despite what happened last week against Arizona as the best team in the NFC. Now, they might lose another one tonight on the road at Seattle. But I got the Rams, the Bucks, and your Cowboys as the top three there in the NFC right now. Uh, what do you think happens tonight? Rams go uh, take on Russell Wilson and the 12th man in Seattle. Well,
9: I think the Rams bounce back. Yeah, They took, they took it on the chain last week, and so I think they bounce back. I had no idea how good Matt Stafford would fit in yeah. uh, there in, in, in Los Angeles. I mean, he you know, he was a good quarterback in Detroit, but, you know, after uh, Calvin Johnson left, things kind of went downhill, and so you didn't know if it was him or it was just that organization. Obviously, there's something different going on with him and McVay in, in, in Los Angeles. So I think that's a great pick of you saying they're the best. They're playing the best right now. Um, I think Tampa Bay with Tom Brady is just, it's Tampa. It's, it's Tom Brady. You know, it, it's it, at the end of that Cowboy game. You just knew he was going to take it down the field and win the game. Any other quarterback, in the Cowboys win that game. So they're just going to always be around because he, he's that that good. Um, you know, I, I'm excited to see what the Cowboys are doing. I think they're getting better and better each week defensively. But I'm not ready to, to anoint them the, the best team yet. I need to see them keep doing it because, you know, as we talked about with McCarthy, you never know what he might do or, or, or what timeout he might not call. <laughs> uh so i'm excited about it i think the schedule is a little bit weak over the next several weeks so i'm happy about that uh they should they should beat the giants handily. they should beat the new england patriots you know at least by a touchdown or so so that's exciting that they could get to, to five and one um but who knows But it's, it's fun to watch them win from from time to time
3: i'm trying like hell to jinx them uh, by talking so good about them kevin it's not working so far so we'll see if we'll see what happens but they're uh they're playing good
9: <laughs> Hearing you and Billy talk about uh, having to go down to um, the, the sports bar to watch him play against Buffalo that one week. Obviously, that wasn't a terrible decision by Fox because of the way that game turned
3: out. <laughs> That's right. You're right. Yeah, please keep Washington off our, our televisions. And by the way, no Washington Saints coming up on CBS uh, this, this uh, week either. It's going to be the and now I can't remember the game, but uh, they will not be showing Washington on our local TV. So, Kevin, you're uh, you're although in Raleigh, uh, you will be seeing that game. So maybe we should swap places uh, this this weekend, this Sunday. So anyway, it'll
9: be fun to watch.
3: KMO, thanks for joining us, man. Have a, a good trip and a good call on Saturday. We'll talk to you again soon. Anytime, Cliff. Appreciate it. Thank you, sir. There's Kevin Monroe joining us, and uh, look, I, I'm happy for Kevin. Happy for Jeff Charles. Uh, how many? football games have they suffered through over the years they're getting to have some fun now on saturdays calling these wins and we're having fun here in the studio pre-game and uh, certainly post-game chandler no weddings this week right you'll be with us i will be here i can i make a request what's that can you wear shocking can you wear your bruno marks on saturday
6: do i have to wear them the whole time (laughs) no no no. you're supposed
1: to wear this And then the Bruno. Yeah, with white socks. With white socks. (laughs) With white
6: socks. That's a good look. (laughs) I got well, you know, the groom gave every groomsman a different different pair of socks. Hmm. And each sock kinda described that person and my socks was pizzas. Because my my parents own a pizza restaurant. Oh yeah, yeah. And and him and his fiance well now wife, they really enjoy going to my parents' pizza restaurant. So my shout socks, out to Vinny's, right? Yeah. So my 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 pizza socks, I will wear my pizza socks and my Bruno Marks. All right. But I will not wear them all day because okay. they hurt my feet so bad on Saturday.
3: We just, I just would love to see them making an appearance in the studio on Saturday. Okay. So if you could do that for me. All right. All right. Let's get a break in. We'll come back when we return. Uh, more Mike Houston, some Donnie Kirkpatrick as well. As we'll continue to get you set for ECU and UCF coming up Saturday at 6 o'clock. We're with you 2 o'clock on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. More to go on Pirate Radio Live after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is sponsored by Signs and Tint. Eastern North Carolina's choice for window tinting, signs, graphics, wraps, graphic design, and more. Visit Sign and Tint today at 801 Staten Road in Greenville or book an appointment online at signsandtint.com. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Brown and Wood is your home of the best selection of GMC, Cadillac, Buick, and Mazda in Eastern North Carolina for over 83 years. Shop their entire image online at brownandwoodauto.com or visit them on Greenville Boulevard. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock.
3: All right, back with you on Pirate Radio Live on a Thursday. Great sports night as we look at our Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. The Astros and White Sox are scoreless in the first inning. Bottom of the first, Astros batting in game one of the ALDS And uh, now two down in the first. Coming up later tonight, it'll be the Red Sox and the Rays down in St. Pete. Also tonight, the Seattle Seahawks will host the Rams on Thursday Night Football. Got some college action as well, including Tulane trying to bounce back after getting smoked by the Pirates last week. They uh, host the Houston Cougars coming up tonight. Uh, I saw our guy, our favorite rapper, was uh, trending on Twitter. Do you remember pirate radio live's favorite rapper
1: that would be mr Pooh shysty <laughs> Pooh shysty
3: I, I showed it to shirley earlier yeah
1: she, yeah he showed it he's like oh no Pooh Poo,
3: shysty Poo who once again i've never heard of him other than that day we talked about him on the show and today when i saw him trending uh but apparently it's something to do with him uh he withdrew his request to delay the trial in his federal armed robbery case so, yeah.
6: facing life in prison
3: yeah don't don't rob people
6: be nice i mean
3: i, I, I
1: wonder if he's going to go by pushaysti when he goes to prison
6: hey oh, i wonder if the inmates are going to go hey did you hear Pooh Shiesty's coming in.
3: Could you please call me Doug? That is my name.
6: <laughs> Can you please call me Gary?
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, so Pooh Shiesty. There you go. Where did, did he do a random name generator? How did, What the hell is Pooh Shiesty?
6: Is that a part of the Buccaneer scoreboard?
3: <laughs> and this has been your Buccaneer <laughs> Music Hall scoreboard. Where, da, we, <laughs> where we get you up to date on Poo what's Shiesty. going on in uh, scores. And also federal crime case top culture yeah all right let's uh let's do what i want uh, let's do some donnie kirkpatrick well well <laughs> is that the only donnie you do well
10: well <laughs>
3: that's a good donnie uh sure let's hit part 1 donnie kirkpatrick met with the media on a wednesday we are looking back at, at
10: Uh, Scored a lot of points. Played really well. Made the fewest amount of mistakes that we've made all year. And the kids played the hardest I thought they'd ever played. I thought uh, the first drive, the offensive line set the tempo. The Struthers had had a rough game the week before. And I think he was probably tired of hearing everybody tell him that because everybody on the coaching staff had taken turns telling him how poorly he had played. And boy, did he respond. He uh, had like three pancake blocks in that first drive. He just fired the kids up. Obviously, Keaton getting the big run early, you know, gives you a so left right there. Uh, we actually screw the first drive up when we we're down there, first and goal. I say we, me, I guess. Uh, but uh, the kids just played hard. I mean, they just were in that mode. We could tell they were in that mode to play. They had really responded all week. And Friday night's meetings, we were having to calm them down. They were, they were just so ready to play. And it, we, we had a good matchup, you know what I'm saying? We matched up well, and our kids
0: made the plays. Coach, can you talk about the tight end position with Ryan Jones, those guys? Yeah. They've really come on strong.
10: Yeah, I just can't be, you know, more excited about how the tight ends are playing right now. Uh, it was a big game for Ryan as far as getting the ball and making plays. We had a lot of things in for him. He's, uh, he's learned the system. He's, you know, in the – the, the, the game now a lot and uh, he's got great play making ability I think we just continue to do that now we had been trying to get it to him the first play of the season you know we were trying to get the ball to him on like that and we mess it up we just mess it up and a couple other times that game and there were some other games where you keep thinking you know coach kept saying well I thought we were gonna get it to Ryan I was like well those four plays he was supposed to get the ball and we messed them up whenever never got the ball to him but this time we didn't mess them up And then Shane continues to do a great job, too. And then the two big tight ends are doing a nice job blocking as well. I know they're not getting a lot of touches. I know that's not fancy and all that stuff, but somebody's got to block. You know what I'm saying? There's only one ball. Somebody's got to block. So they're doing a nice job all the way around. I think it's given us a lot of versatility. There were a couple of things we took advantage of because we played those Guys like Ryan and Shane, like wide receivers, and we played them like tight ends too. And so now the defense coordinator don't know what, what you're getting ready to do. You know, he's he didn't know what package of defenses to call. So hopefully that will continue to work because we'd like to keep doing that.
3: All right, Donnie Kirkpatrick there. Let's hear more uh, Donnie Kirkpatrick as he talked about the offense's performance against Tulane and uh, looking ahead to Central Florida. You've got a
6: lot of weapons right now. And a lot of ways you can go with it. it is not so uh, – <laughs>
11: obvious where you're going to go with the football. What does
10: that do for you? Right well, it, it, it makes you excited about getting back out there. You know, when you play well, it looks really good. You know what I'm saying? Uh, when you don't play well, it looks really bad. You know, it can be ugly right there too. But that, I think the same thing, you know, you worry you got to keep them all happy. You know, it's like basketball. You know, everybody did not get to get their shot. But we are trying to spread it around. But at the same time, the guys that are making plays, you know, you are trying to put things in to give them that opportunity. Now, the defense sometimes controls where the ball goes because they can decide to roll coverage one way. You know, they can double coverage, you know, one way. They can blitz you and make you throw it quicker, you know what I'm saying, or or make you go to the man route. But uh, we do have a lot of weapons, and I hope that's making us hard to defend. We'll have a huge challenge this week because these cats are really good. Uh, I know they hadn't, you know, played – Winning football the last two weeks, but that that doesn't mean they're any worse. They've lost two close games, but they're good. And uh, we've had two years of playing them, and we've had moments where we've played well against these guys, but not overall. You know, they've been the superior team, no question about it. So we got a lot of a lot of making up to do, and hopefully that this this year will we'll close the gap some. With
7: Keaton, especially at some point, defenses are going to focus on him. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, this week, if not any, I mean, how do you balance that of knowing they're going to be looking for him?
10: Well, I think every defense in the country, you know, has that. We got to stop the run. If you don't stop the run, the game's over. The other team is turning the ball off. You have no chance to win. You can't get the ball back, you know, until they score. And that's not how you want to get the ball back. So everybody's trying to stop the run. I'm sure they're keying up for him as well. Sometimes that obviously makes you throw the ball a little bit more. It opens the play-action game. It opens the RPO game up a little bit. Uh, Sometimes you overplay the run, and, you know, a guy like him, you get so many guys up there. Sometimes those long runs because they got so many guys up there. If you do pop it, there's nobody left, second level, and he can outrun anybody that, you know, is out there as well. So, uh, hopefully he'll continue to do that. Uh, You know, we're playing a team that they're the number one rush defense in the league, and they just got through playing Navy, who – Probably is the number one rush team. I don't even know because they're so far down the line. So, these guys stop the run pretty well anyhow. uh, We're better on offense when we can run the ball. That's how we're built. We're built to run the ball and then make the game work off of that. And that also keeps the defense off the field or we're scoring. You know what I'm saying? They'll take either one. They'll take the points if we score them or, you know, keep them off the field. So, if we can – Sometimes you got to be stubborn. You know what I'm saying? You don't want to just pound your head in there. You know what I'm saying? Like that. We're pretty balanced. I don't I don't know exactly what the stats are, but I bet we're about 50 50 when we throw it, when we run it. You know what I'm saying? That's something I'm very conscious of that we try to, to do that. Uh, but it all starts with the run game. And we got two good ones. And, uh, boy, they're going to be challenged this week, though. Now, we're going to play really good this week.
3: All right. There is Donnie Kirkpatrick. Say what you want about Donnie K. I've. Uh... I've raved about this coaching staff's ability to split the touches for Mitchell and Harris, and I haven't done a check on that this week, so let's look at the UBE stat sheet. Right now, Keaton Mitchell has 60 rushes, Rajay 62. Catch-wise, Keaton Mitchell has 14, Rajay 12. I mean, it is about as 50-50 as you can get. And how about this? Donnie says he wants to be 50-50 run and pass. East Carolina has thrown the ball 178 times this year. East Carolina has 178 rush attempts this year. So that is 176 to 178. That's, I mean, and Donnie says he's conscious of it and he's not lying. That's 50-50. Well i'm not great at math
6: i'm not a liar i mean i mean i am sometimes to my life
3: fifth grade math teacher told me i I better walk around the calculator the rest of my life but i'll tell you what that's pretty darn close to 50 50 yeah well (laughs) Well. uh that is uh that's quite shocking uh that the numbers are that close So again i continue to, to rave about how well they're doing of uh spelling mitchell and harris and getting them equal touches but 178 rushes to 176 passes is incredible
6: i would have actually guessed that keith mitchell had more rushing or more rushing attempts than rajay well i mean mean, he's only two rushes behind so he's
3: two rushes behind and he has 345 more yards, 43 more yards yeah that is uh that's pretty wild Keaton Mitchell averaging over hundred yards a game right now, averaging nine point six yards per carry, which those long runs will do that for I you. I think
6: I heard somebody at AJ's last night say, and I mentioned that you know Keaton's leading the league, league. In, in rushing yards with five hundred and seventy-four, and I want to say the guy said that he has like fifty less rushing attempts than the guys behind him.
3: Oh, in the conference, in the conference, yeah, that sounds probably about right. Yeah uh rajay averaging right now 3.7 yards a carry has two touchdowns on the year and bryce williams do you remember the rajay he ended up scoring a touchdown at the beginning of the fourth quarter Mm. you remember right before that he just about busted one and kind of got shoestringed ankle tackled and uh bryce off the air yesterday we were watching the highlights and he said uh i I remember that play rajay's got a little more burst than i gave him credit for remember he broke one last year against navy so if he gets out in the open he's no keaton mitchell nobody is
6: but he hits the hole very hard he does and i I remember us saying that a lot last year about rajay is that he hits the hole with authority and and is a physical runner and he is he's he's our power back (coughs) and then keaton's the guy that can shift and when he gets in the open field he's gone
3: all right let's hear uh more donnie kirkpatrick part three Shirley.
10: Well, it, we learned early, the year one, and I, I don't know why we're going back to year one, but I, I am. You know, I think we beat Gardner Webb out here. We came out Sunday, and they about half the team thought, we don't have to practice today. Do we? we won. We won. We're like, yeah, we got, we, we, we got to move on. You know what I'm saying? That's a one day you get to, to enjoy that. You got to move on. And so we haven't handled success very well, uh, I don't think, and I think that was evident after we played at Marshall because that was a really exciting win. You know, everybody was jacked up. Everybody felt great about that. And the next week we stunk in practice. You know what I'm saying? I don't know that we said that to, the, to you guys on Wednesday or Tuesday or Monday because you don't want to do that to your team. You don't want to give that to the opponent. But we stunk that whole week, okay, at least on offense. We stunk, and we were telling them that. At the end of the week, Coach kind of got a hold of them and told them that, and we thought maybe we'd regroup, but uh, it was too late. It was probably too late to play well. And the team was better than, obviously, they everybody wanted them to be. And so, uh, last week, though, it didn't feel much like a win, I guess. You know what I'm saying? And we really practiced well. He really challenged them. Uh, we've practiced well this week. We have some maybe we're turning the corner. You know, with the Coach, we're not wanting to jinx that and knock on wood. But maybe we're turning the corner and starting to understand that you got to earn it every day. It, it all star everybody in college is pretty good. They all got somebody. Somebody wanted them. You know what I'm saying? So, they're they're pretty good. And, and this, this level's, you know, really good. So, we're getting ready to find out Saturday, I guess, aren't we? We're going to Disneyland one way or the other, baby. <laughs> Coach,
0: can you talk about Mason Garcia and his progress? We're starting to see him more on the field.
10: Yeah. God, you got to love that kid now. I'm telling you, he is really uh, – he has had three weeks – Going into last week's game, he had had three weeks of really good practice, and uh, Coach Shore, you know, who works with me, played quarterback for me at James Madison, has a lot of work with the quarterbacks too. And uh, you know, we we're starting to we were like, you know, he's starting to get it. He's starting to really look good. He's starting to be fun to watch. And so, I was like, yeah, we just got to get him in there more. And you know, obviously, the week before, everybody was thinking, all right, We'll get him some work. That's going to be fun." And you know, obviously, we screwed that up, so you didn't get to do that. But we haven't been able to just get him in there and. Guy, he's he's done terrific. You know, I think the the greatest thing was we put him in and we we're gonna throw the pass. He's gonna be his first pass, you know, of the game. And as he was going in, I thought to myself, oh my God, he probably hadn't thrown a ball since warm ups. And that's probably been like two hours, three hours ago. And, you know, but to throw on the sideline would kind of give that away a little bit that he was gonna go in and throw a pass, because up until that, that time he'd only run the ball. And so that's what we wanted him to think. I thought, oh, my God, you know, I'm probably an idiot. I am an idiot. No, I, you know, I know. It. my wife's told me that many times, so, I, you know, she's right. But he threw a damn dime. Made me look pretty good, didn't he? You know what I'm saying? It made me look pretty good out there. So, I guess if you got it, you got it. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. You know, I lived in Louisville and that, went to the Kentucky Derby, and those horses, they don't stretch. They don't do any warm-ups. Just get out there and run, you know. So, Mason, he's just a hes a—he's a stud. He's a thoroughbred. All
3: right, there he is Donnie Kirkpatrick. And, uh... We've seen the Mason package work for a rushing touchdown and a passing touchdown in consecutive weeks. I would imagine we'll see him back on the field coming up on Saturday uh, for a play or two, as that has worked for East Carolina in scoring situations these last couple weeks. Second timeout when we return, we will talk to the big man on campus, Jeff Nadeau. We will talk Rams, Seahawks tonight. My football team taking on the Saints on Sunday panthers versus jeff Nadeau's eagles on sunday we'll talk nfl a little bit of college the games tonight when we return on pirate radio live we are back with you on a thursday after this
0: listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour of prl is sponsored by signs intent eastern north carolina's choice for window tinting signs graphics wraps graphic design and more visit sign intent today at 801 Staten road in greenville or book an appointment online at signs now back to the show
1: welcome back tommy's express car wash come experience the difference at tommy's now open at the corner of greenville boulevard and red banks road doesn't your car deserve it visit tommy's express car wash today now let's head back in to prl here's clip rock
3: Alrighty, back with you on pirate radio live quick look at the buccaneer music hall scoreboard update it is still zero zero between the white Sox and the astros but the astros have two on one out in the bottom of the second and an opportunity to strike first against the White Sox today all right we'll keep you up to date on all of that uh, as we continue on in our show let's uh boy great sports night let's talk about what's going on in the NFL uh, with Jeff Nadeau, the big man on campus he joins us here on pirate radio live on a Thursday Jeff how you doing today
4: Pretty good. How are you, Club? Doing
3: great. Great sports night. You got your MLB playoffs going on. You got college football and one NFL game, and it is a good game. Uh, shout out to the NFL schedule maker, makers back-to-back weeks where they've given us these NFC West matchups. And you got – Jeff, Latt, you got to ride the roller coaster in the NFL. I thought the Seahawks would bounce back and win last week uh, against the 49ers on the road. They did that. I – Thought there was a chance the Rams could have a letdown after their big win over the Bucks, but I still took the Rams to beat the Cardinals. And, boy, the Cardinals look really good in that one. So now it's time for the Rams to bounce back. They are two-and-a-half-point favorites on the road at Seattle tonight. Total is at 54. Uh, do the Rams bounce back and get a win, or does Seattle stay hot and win at home? What do you think about this matchup? Well,
4: Rams have won three of four. Obviously, we look at them off a loss uh McVay's been very good, particularly as well against the Seahawks. But, you know, there's just something about it. I'm, I'm not a big fan of betting against Russell Wilson at home as a dog in a close spread situation. Um, I, I thought this was a really tough game. Um, you know, gun to my head, I'd lean Seahawks, actually. Uh, I think they can match whatever the Rams are going to do offensively. Obviously, we know that defensively the, the Seahawks have issues. If I like the Rams, I'd probably just look towards the team total. I think it's a tough game, though, to call. As I said, if I had to bet it, I would lean with the Seahawks. I just think we see a number here that if this thing really is going to be publicly bet, we've seen two and a half twos. The t- the number of two and a half clip available this morning has actually went down to two, which is a weird sign here. Hmm. Um, the public is coming in and betting the Rams. The number should not be going down. Uh, I think this is a great game to watch. Yeah, I'd be surprised if the Seahawks find a way. We've seen these um, big favorites uh, struggle in primetime games
3: hopefully a uh the trend continues of good primetime games we've seen in 2021 it's a great matchup on paper jeff let's uh continue the bounce back trend last week uh a rare good call by me on friday i said the giants would go to new orleans and beat the saints outright i'm just not really a saints believer but now they have an opportunity to bounce back on the road at Washington. Washington snuck by Atlanta last week. Some Taylor Heineke uh, heroics at the end of that game. The Saints are a two-and-a-half-point road favorite in this matchup. Low total at 43-and-a-half because tough to trust both of these offenses. Saints have a good defense. Washington does not have a good defense so far in 2021. Any interest in this game?
4: Yeah, I actually played uh, Saints one-and-a-half. I, th- I thought it was a good number. I thought it would go up. Ah, uh, Sean Payton's very good off losses in his career. They've kind of uh, flip flop win loss this year so far. Yeah, you said it best, Clip. Um, the football team has allowed the most red zone trips for opponents in the NFL. Uh, they're allowing about five per game. Uh, they're just not very good defensively. I think we have to kind of take that thought and take it out of our head. They're not yep. good on that side of the ball. We know that the Saints are generally going to have the advantage in the trenches. Uh, Awful loss. I I just felt like the Saints. You know, Clip, I bet Cincinnati last week against Notre Dame. I just thought they were the better team. This is kind of the case here. I don't think the Saints are great, but I think they're better than Washington. Uh, I'm going to lean on the uh, New Orleans Saints here on the road.
3: Another team looking to bounce back, the Carolina Panthers, from their first loss of 2021. They're back home, three-point favorites against your Eagles, total at 45. Uh, Jeff, what do you think about Philadelphia coming to North Carolina on Sunday?
4: Yeah, I thought this number was uh, probably a bit high. I'd probably just put it at three. Um, I think at four, I think there's some value if I have to play it on the Eagles. Uh, Look, I think as a fan, there's one thing I'll say about this team. I mean, they've been in every game. Uh, They just have had struggles scoring the football in the red zone. Uh, I don't know if – look, without Christian McCaffrey, I worry about the Panthers, J.C. Horn. Um, I think it will be a good game. I think the total's too low. I think if I can get a 44-and-a-half – both these teams throw it a lot. They're eighth and ninth in the NFL in passing yards. Uh, I know the defense for the Eagles can't stop anyone. I think the Panthers are a little bit suspect now that Horn's out. I think the Eagles can move the ball. So I feel like, if anything, I'll probably look towards an over here. 24 21 know, is a winner. I feel like these teams both get into the mid twenty.
3: Jeff Nadu joining us. Jeff, the, the Cardinals are not going to go undefeated this year. So you want to be ahead of the curve, you want to figure it out before it happens. Any chances this week, they are five-point favorites at home against San Francisco, total sitting at 50. Do you think uh, Arizona continues to roll here early in 2021?
4: Yeah, I actually took the Niners in this game, Yeah, five and a half. Um, I'm not real worried right now about the injury issues for the Niners because I actually would rather Lance play over Garoppolo, frankly, so I don't really care much about that. Um, I think you kind of hit it on the head clip. This is the last undefeated team in the NFL. Uh, this is a team that I think is going to garner a lot of public action here. Uh, they're at home. Dah, 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 dah. I don't believe in their defense. I don't think they're very good on that side of the ball. Um, you know, I, I think the numbers is just too high. The Niners are a pretty good defense, have a good defensive line. Uh, I feel like it doesn't really matter who's in the backfield. They can move the ball. So, you know, the great thing about um, the Niners clip is the fact that they have Sean – or. Uh, kyle shannon is their coach and i always have solace in that so i like the niners here i think the number's been too high
3: Jeff Nadeau, big man on campus joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Jeff N A D U, uh, also at patreon.com slash BMOC for his picks and breakdown uh, breakdowns of games, and he does it here on Pirate Radio Live briefly with us every week. And, Jeff, uh, I did not watch a second of the Browns and Vikings last week, and I guess I'm glad I did. Uh, I didn't. It was 14-7, to 7, looked like a snoozer. Browns with a similar line this week. I think they were two. They might have been two-point favorites last week against Minnesota. They're two-point dogs on the road against the Chargers. So these are two teams that, that maybe we're not used to seeing in the postseason that certainly have playoff aspirations. What do you think about Brown's Chargers total at 47 coming up Sunday afternoon?
4: Yeah, um... You know, kind of some things that I really like about the Browns here. Obviously, I think their offensive line will have some success against, I think, a pretty good defense, as we know. Look, the Browns like to run the football. The Chargers are the worst team in the NFL against the run. Uh, and I like uh, the defense for, for the, the Browns. The problem that I have here is, and why I haven't played the Browns yet, is that they've got some issues in the secondary. Denzel Ward didn't practice this week uh, so far. Greg Newsome hasn't practiced. Uh, Miles Garrett's not practiced. I know he's just out for rest, but they have some uh, they have some concerns. Um, some offensive linemen have, have been out, so I'm just kind of gun shy here. I think the Browns are the play. I think they're going to be, uh, you know, last week clip that 14-7 game. You know what the Browns would have did in years past? They would have lost that game.
5: Yeah, uh,
4: they did. Um, they found a way to win, but I'm a little worried about this injury report. I I got to get some health in that secondary because Justin Herbert is a
3: gunslinger game of the week on paper Jeff Sunday night bills at Chiefs right now I see the Chiefs at minus two and a half that is uh is minus 120 if you want to take that side uh so could go up to three the total at 56 and a half uh bills have been tremendous since that week one loss to the Steelers Chiefs have kind of fooled around. Almost act like they're bored with the regular season sometimes, it seems that way. So they should get up for this one. What do you think about this Sunday night matchup?
4: Yeah, I I played the Bills. Uh, I played two games so far, Bills, Moneyline, and the Niners, plus five and a half. Hmm. I like the Bills here. I think um, I've been kind of someone that's trying to find ways to bet against the Chiefs. I don't want to lay points with them. I just don't. Uh, This defense is really bad, Cliff. Really bad. Uh, I saw them in person. It, it was it was ugly. Uh, I think this is just the offense to attack them. One thing we know about the Bills, this defense has really been good. They've been some, pitched some shutouts this year. In Josh uh, Allen's career with lines of three or less, he's 11-4 against the spread. Been good as a dog. Uh, I like the Bills here. I think they're the best team in the NFL, um, top to bottom. And that changes, I think, kind of every week or two. But yeah. I really like team, I think they win the
3: game. They have been, as I said, just completely dominant. Look at the scores uh, from Weeks 2, 3, and 4. What they've done since that kind of head-scratching opening season loss to Pittsburgh, who has looked horrible since then. Uh, Jeff, uh, one more. <laughs> what do you do with, uh, with Urban and the Jags here? The Titans have looked so bad. I mean, they're coming off a loss to the Jets. Uh, so things aren't good uh, in Tennessee right now. You would think they would be able to bounce back and take care of Jacksonville, who's got all kinds of distractions going on. The Titans are a road favorite in this game, total at 48-and-a-half. Titans around four-and-a-half point favorites. So, I, I don't know, do you kick the Jags while they're down? Are you scared to take the Titans? Uh, what, what would you do here?
4: Yeah, you know, weirdly enough, Clip, um, the big issue with the Titans this year has been something that they have been so good at in years past, they have not converted in the red zone, which – you know, I don't know if that's Arthur Smith leaving or what, but you look at that game against the Jets, they were two for five in the Reds. But, Clip, they had 30 first downs in the game. I mean, they dominated and it moved the football at ease. Um, I just think they're just kind of a tick off right now. I feel like in this game you don't complicate it. Tannehill be a game manager. you got to give the ball to Derrick Henry a lot. This is a Jags team. They can't stop the run. They have owned this team over the last couple of years, winning games by major margin. And look, while the Titans have issues right now, Cliff, um, I'm not sure I've seen a team with more in issues than the Jags. I mean, this is a complete mess, uh, this Urban Meyer stuff. I feel like with college kids, you can kind of get by with the, the behavior that he's, uh, as far as after the fact. But these NFL guys see through this fakeness and fraudulence from Urban Meyer. I mean, I don't know what that apology was. Um, people saw right through it. The, t- the truth of the matter was, Urban Meyer saw a pretty woman at the bar and he did a little too much. Now he has to try to explain himself, but he didn't really explain himself. This is a mess. I don't think they really buy into what he's selling. Um, this is a tough spot for the Jags. And they got to be at home. It's not like they can get out of Jacksonville and go on a trip or something. They've been at home, they've been here all week. I think the
3: Titans get the job done here. Yeah, and, and talk about poor timing too, Jeff. They've been frisky. They were in a game two weeks ago, and I'm trying to remember who was against. They were winning uh, part of the game in week three, but they were up you know, double digits, two possessions on the Bengals. Now, Burrow and the Bengals came back and won last Thursday, but it kind of felt like things were maybe going in the uh, in the right direction, and then you have this, and it's like one step forward and eight steps back with, uh, with the Jags.
4: Yeah, it was that game against Arizona. They yeah, yeah, had right. The Cardinals. Whatever. And, but yeah, I think you know ultimately they lost by double digits to both higher end teams they faced. Um, the Bengals, I don't consider them a great team. They still lost to them, and they lost to the Texans. They gave up thirty seven. So I feel like you don't complicate things. You get back to what you do well. And look, I was surprised Kup, yesterday by the ownership of the Titans. I would have made a move and tried to get Stefan Gilmore. I, I thought. He could have helped the Titans significantly. I think they need some help in the corner spot. Um, But, you know, they seem kind of happy with where they are. I I think they get the job done here and win, you know, 31-17 or something.
3: Gilmore, a a South Carolina native, he's coming to Charlotte, uh, which is, uh, you know, considered home for him. And, Jeff, what's an outsider's perspective on what the Panthers are doing? This Fitterer guy coming over from Seattle has been super aggressive and uh they made what chandler two trades in two weeks i think with the uh with corners so didn't they get it who else did they get chandler turn your mic on Uh, i still can't hear you all right (laughs) we'll we'll forget we had cj there he is there
6: there i am we had cj henderson last week and then this week obviously we got stefan gilmore so i don't know both really for nothing i mean we got we gave up Dan Arnold last week with C.J. Henderson. I mean, we're basically going to the rookie Tommy Trimble and then gave up a six-round pick in the 2023 uh, draft for Stephon Gilmore. So,
3: And I don't know if they're quite ready. I, I don't think they are to be you know, upper echelon of the NFC. But this is, uh, this is something the fan base is going to get behind, Jeff, and, and rally them to, to get fired up about these Panthers.
4: This is how you win as a football team. And this is one of the things that I hate about the organization I root for. They are not smart enough to go out and do stuff like that. They need linebackers like uh, I need uh, a hot woman to knock on my door, but they don't go out and uh, make it happen. They could have got Jalen Smith, and they didn't do it. It's stupid. This is a team that recognizes that going forward, they're going to have issues in the secondary. They lose J.C. Horn. Um, maybe at right corner they're not very good, so they go out and get uh, C.J. Henderson. They go out and cheer it up with, you know, a six-round pick is, is nothing. And you get a great player in Stephon Gilmore. And he's coming home. He'll be happy. Great move by the Panthers. Uh, Keep an eye on this group.
3: Jeff Nadeau joining us real quick. Jeff, some games I did not hit. Falcons are a three-point favorite at home against the Jets. The Bucs, 10-point favorites against the struggling Miami Dolphins. You also got the Vikings in a division matchup against the Lions. Uh, Vikings, big favorites in that one. We got to pick them between the Broncos and the Steelers. The Packers. It's a pretty good game. Three-point road favorites against the Bengals. Patriots, big favorites over the Texans. Uh, Raiders, five-and-a-half-point favorites over Justin Fields and the Bears. And then the other one we didn't hit, uh, Cowboys, a seven-point favorite at home against the Giants Monday night. Ravens cold so you said you already put in two plays and we've already talked about those plays so any other leans on those other games we didn't get into
4: yeah Clippy did a great job today with highlighting the games that I actually (laughs) like all these other ones are are tough I think you know one that I had some interest in was uh you know I keep really just liking Denver I had them last week didn't get the job done but you know they didn't have Teddy in the second half I feel like if I can get a good uh injury report on him you know I, I I'm just I don't know why the Steelers are, are laying points to, to anyone. i got to be honest. I, I think the Steelers are bad. Uh, Bre- uh, ben Roethlisberger is a complete mess. It looks like, according to NBC Sports, Teddy Bridger is going to practice today as well. So that's good news. Um, I think um, I think that's one that I'll have my eye on. I like the Broncos. Love their defense. I don't like the Steelers team that really strikes fear in anybody. So um, I, I kind of lean Denver a little bit.
3: Jeff, while we got you here, any interest in tonight's college slate? We'll talk more college football with you Saturday, uh, a quick segment on the Bud Light pregame tailgate. But Tulsa, after getting uh, hammered by East Carolina, looks to bounce back tonight. Uh, they are underdogs at home against Houston. Coastal Carolina, 15th in the country, 20-point uh, favorites on the road tonight against Arkansas State. Uh, any, any interest in the uh, college action going on?
4: Well, I'll quickly say this. If you ask me, Clip, uh, ask me right now, who do I think the worst defensive team in the country? Ask me that.
3: All right. Worst defensive team in all of America. Who do you got?
4: It's undoubtedly Arkansas State. I mean, th- this team is absolutely dreadful against <laughs> opposing teams. Coast Carolina is scary. I, I think if they're only 50 tonight, I think it's, it's kind of an embarrassment. Arkansas State is that bad. They're giving up 70 yards more than anyone else in the country. It's incredible. Hmm. uh, so I would look that way.
3: Um, I'm looking up team total forty six and a half. uh, you said fifty, so you like that.
4: I'm gonna aim for forty eight uh, at at minimum. okay. So the only worry clip is coastal midweek game Fun belt starts next week. They got app State on deck, so maybe ah. you know, maybe they pull the foot off the gas a little bit. That's why it's not a full unit play. Also, I took a little shot with Houston Tulane over fifty nine and a half. It's been been up to six
3: <laughs> well, I thought you might say Tulane had the worst defense. That's where I thought you were actually going with that.
4: They're pretty bad themselves, <laughs> uh, to be honest. You saw that last week. I-, I was surprised to see this total so low, Cliff. I got to be honest. I thought we'd be mid-60s here. Uh, Houston hasn't really been able to let their hair down much yet against a really bad defense. Um, but they've been able to put 40s on the board. I feel like Dana and, and Co. get back to – Kind of what they do. The next two weeks, I you know, no offense. I think Disher puts up points up next week as well, even against SMU. I kind of had this at like forty one twenty seven. I was surprised to see it only at fifty nine and a half. I feel like, as we know, of Michael Pratt, if he's a guy that can put points on the board. I think he can at least give you twenty or something. So, um, I, I leaned over in this one.
3: Jeff, great stuff today, man. Always enjoy talking football with you. Pretty soon. We'll be talking uh, college basketball with you. I know you are, are already starting the, uh, the talk your way. So looking forward to that as well, Jeff. We got a bye week next week with East Carolina. So we're going to be uh, focusing uh, on hoops coming up next week on the show. So uh, looking forward to that. I know you're already ready to go.
4: Yeah, I'm already into the B conferences. I did all the A conferences this week. And, uh, you know, I, I will set the stage for East Carolina fans. Look, don't knock me for my picks on East Carolina. I'm just speaking the truth. I'm, I'm an outside mind that gives you the, the, the business the right way. So Trust me,
3: Jeff. Nobody is going to uh, argue if you have East Carolina near or at the bottom of the league, I promise.
4: Well, good Good to know. Yeah. I don't know that I – I won't put them bottom
3: just for you, Cliff. All right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Jeff, uh, we'll talk Saturday, man. Enjoy the games tonight and Friday, and uh, we'll talk to you leading up to East Carolina UCF on Saturday. They're
4: one of my plays this week, so I look
3: forward to it. All right. uh, We talked about it Tuesday. If you missed that, you'll find out what side Jeff is on Saturday. I'll go ahead and tell you. He likes the Pirates in this matchup. Uh, with ucf coming up on saturday what does tony collins think about ecu and ucf we'll ask him when he joins us on the other side of this time out we'll open up hour three of pirate radio live here on a thursday with touchdown tony collins when we return after this
0: listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Are you one that has been waiting before trying CBD ens hemp is the area's leader in cbd and they want to educate you on how their products work get relief from stress anxiety fatigue pain and ptsd today at ens hemp on fire tower road near sam jones barbecue or online at eshempcompany.com now let's uh, head back in to prl here's clip rock
3: quick update on the buccaneer music hall scoreboard jose altuve beats the tag at home and the Astros have taken a 2 0 lead in game one of the ALDS. They are in the third inning, one out. Astros two, White Sox zero. And that is a look at your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, Dubuck. Dubuck. Chandler Honeycutt here, Shirley Rhodes, and touchdown, Tony Collins. In the house. Tony C, there was a time where if ECU beat Tulane and if ECU won three in a row, we wouldn't make that big of a deal about it, but. Man, it feels good right about now with all the struggles the Pirates have had. How about that performance on Saturday?
11: Hey, man, I, I was very impressed. Uh, they played well. Uh, defense played well. Um, it was a complete game. I mean, they really – I thought they played a complete game. And it was, like we talked about last week, a pivotal game for us. Yep. Man, and
3: they won it. It was a good, good deal. Great performance. Looked fun out there, Tony. Uh, pre-game, We were here in studio. You were hanging out. Uh, for at least part of the pregame at the Pirate Radio Tailgate Zone, Homecoming, so had a lot of your old uh, teammates, a lot of old pirates around, and uh, I know that was fun for you. Yeah,
11: seeing Robert Jones and Mark and a bunch of guys, uh, Dan Hart, and uh, you know, it's always good, man, to see the guys and in, in, in that atmosphere. You, you, I don't miss it, but you know, I, I love to. Be in the atmosphere and understanding, you know, it's it's a pirate. I'm, I'm going to be a pirate for the rest of my life, uh, win or lose, and I'm always going to back the pirates. So we had a lot of fun on Saturday.
3: When you're with Robert and uh, Mark and you're taking pictures and stuff and people say, oh, you were on the Peach Bowl team, do you just say, yeah? Yeah, no, I was on that no, team. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Yeah, of course. No, uh, Tony played a little before then. Yeah, a lot before then. A lot before then. <laughs> hey, it's never you never get tired of talking about your glory days though, right? Oh, no, no. Nah, yeah. nah,
11: we have fun. Yeah, it's a good time.
3: We got a high fly ball deep to left Tony Collins and that one's double, off that's the That's a wall. double. That's a double. That it is. Alex Bregman will score and it is 3 to nothing. Uh Tony's uh should I say Tony's Red Sox? You rooting for the Red Sox? Do you really care? Not really. Okay.
11: I, I'm not really. I, I, I'll watch the World Series, I'm, no matter who goes in there, but it yeah. doesn't
3: matter. Uh, Red Sox and Rays playing tonight. Dodgers walked it off last night in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, I believe it was the ninth, either ninth Yeah, it was the ninth. It was a late one. Yeah, it was the ninth. Uh, as they knocked off the Cardinals. So you got playoff baseball going on. You got a great uh, Thursday night game. We'll talk NFL a little bit later, Tony, but uh, rams Seahawks should be good tonight. That good should be
11: a very interesting game. Uh, Russell Wilson's a great quarterback, and the Rams got they, they got. I think, I think maybe one of the top four in the in the in the NFL.
3: Rams, yeah.
11: Don't you think he's about in the top four the way he's playing right now?
3: Who you talking about? The, the Rams quarterback, quarterback yeah, oh, Matt Stafford, yeah, Matt Stafford. I, I got I, the Rams as the top. team in the NFL. But
11: what do you think about Matt Stafford as a quarterback? You you don't think he's in the top four, maybe five?
3: Of of all the
11: quarterbacks in the league now, that's what I'm saying. How they're playing.
3: Yeah, I mean, Mahomes.
11: He's a
6: part of the MVP chatter.
3: You
11: got Mahomes. Derek Carr.
3: You got Josh Allen is playing pretty good. Josh Allen. Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. Sam, Sam Darnold leads the league in rushing touchdowns, Tony.
11: Oh, we're not talking about rushing touchdowns. We're talking about throwing right now. <laughs> Sam Darnold throws the 300. I'm just
3: saying. I'm kind of just saying. Dak Prescott is up there. Oh, yeah. D- Dak is playing great football. But no, Stafford, uh, absolutely. And the way they crushed the Bucs a couple weeks ago, you got to take notice. Now, how about Kyler Murray and the Cardinals who smoked
11: the Rams last night? Now, that's the thing, man. That, that that kid is playing some good football. They're they're they're, they're only on the Fiji team. Is that correct? I,
3: uh, I think the Cardinals are yeah. Yeah.
11: I don't know so, who had that. Uh, yeah, they're playing good football, and they got a good defense, too, so it's fun to watch them.
3: We'll get to uh, NFL because I want to get your thoughts on Brady going back to Foxborough and beating the Patriots, but – oh uh, we'll talk about it later mac jones <laughs> for about a quarter and a half played of that well, game played play well. better than tom brady but <laughs> we'll uh we'll, we'll discuss that later on in the show let's hear uh let's hear more from mike houston shirley as we get ready for east carolina and ucf he was asked what stands about out about ucf's offense cut nine
8: speed everywhere everywhere really good offensive line speed at every skill position i mean top end speed i mean it's they're a fast football team. Same thing defensively.
3: <laughs> everywhere, Tony. Kicker. The kicker's fast. Waterboy. They got speed everywhere. Just speed, speed, speed. <laughs> uh, yeah, they got that uh, that Florida speed uh, that we hear about. Now,
6: when there's a player hurt, you watch that uh, athletic training
3: staff. They're out four, there. 4-4 four on the middle of the field. <laughs> Quick. Even, they're fast. Yeah, Everybody's fast. Everybody's fast down there in uh, in Orlando. Yeah. Uh, Tony uh East Carolina one and0 in conference play Mike Houston and and all coaches do this they are so week to week they try to go one and0 every week they don't even want to yeah, talk about yeah. a winning streak or yeah. anything but Ronnie Woodward did ask you know how, how excited he is to be in conference play and to be one and0 right now well, I
8: mean, that's, you know you see the deal right there that's our that's our focus one0 each week and uh you know, it was great to get a win last week it's you know it's just it's kind of like scoring first in uh in a ball game you know you get the momentum uh you know, get off to a fast start uh so now you know can you build on that can we go one and oh again this week uh certainly it's a, it's how you want to start you know it's it's better than the alternative uh just you know can we build on it this week and go one and oh again
3: pirates are having to figure out how to learn how to win and uh, Mike Houston talked about how to learn uh, getting over a win and moving on and trying to put together that same good week of practice to try to get another one cut 11. Well
8: that's that's what we, told, we talked about it on Sunday talked about it on Tuesday certainly we've harped on it it's you know, learning how to get over a win uh, building on the win trying to play better this week uh, you know they, they learned very well you know the ingredients you know the preparation. Uh, and that's you know that's why I say you know when you get on that plane Friday it's just those seventy some odd players that are going to play in the game, so you don't have a whole lot of extra fluff around you, you know. So hopefully it's a you know by that point we're a very focused group. Uh, but it's you know that mental prep between now and kickoff Saturday evening is going to be very critical. Uh, and you know you, it's a fine line there. You know you want to be very focused, you want to be very intense, but you don't want to be uptight. You want to be relaxed because you want to play fast, but you want to play extremely aggressive. And I feel like we found that balance last week, and, you know, we want to hold on to that balance. So we'll be talking about preparing mentally, you know, over the next couple of days. All
3: right, there is Mike Houston from Wednesday's press conference. Tony, East Carolina, like a lot of teams, always plays better when there's – it seems like there's some adversity when they're the underdog, when they have an edge to them. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this. They were given a little bit of edge this week. Charlie, can we hear from Cam Good again? This is uh UCF defensive tackle talking with the media back on Monday.
9: Uh I'm excited. I know the bounce house is gonna be bouncing this weekend. Um I know I know the energy is gonna be there, you know. They're excited to see us win and I'm guaranteeing we're gonna bring that to the fans. Mm.
3: Guaranteed. Is he taking wow. your your bit? Is now he stealing that, your
11: act? Now that's something we feed on right there. Mm-hmm. You feed on that. You gotta feed on that, man. You, I would, I would, t- I would let all the players hear that right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs> now it's such a it's such empty words because Tony Collins pays off his guarantees. Cam, good if they lose, like nothing's gonna happen. They lost. But, uh, guarantee the G word has yeah. been thrown out by UCF guys. By the way, um, we still need you to pay off your mayonnaise bet and you're ready to go. Yeah. I mean, we're waiting on Troy. Troy.
11: Yeah, I can't, and, 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 you know, after a while, you know, I'm going to run out of, what do you call that thing? I'm going to run out of, uh,
3: my, uh, eligibility. What are you talking about? Run out of, what are you running out of? What are you trying to say? What is happening? What is wrong? Uh,
11: I can't. I can't think of the name of when, when, when you go. When you do something bad,
3: yeah, and, and, uh statute it, of it, limitations. Yeah, <laughs> we got there. Took us a little while.
11: That's why I'm laughing because I couldn't think of it.
3: <laughs> now, Chandler and I were thinking of um, doing a bit where we cut the camera off here. And we act like we're doing it? Because Troy would get so mad if we did it oh, without yeah, him. Oh, you yeah, know, you know
11: he would. He would freak He's out. he got to
3: be here. That would be so hilarious if we <laughs> pretended to do it without Troy here. Um, we got to get that done. We're waiting I, on but Troy.
11: But I, I made a guarantee
3: last week, and it came through. Bucks?
11: No, not the no bucks. I made, a, I made a guarantee. I thought I made a guarantee on uh, East Carolina women.
3: Okay, maybe you did. You had Brady beating the Patriots, too, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was, that was two. I,
11: I, I thought i asked ask you, you might need to roll the tape back and see. Roll the tape.
3: I don't know. <laughs> no, you've hit on three out of four, I think, guarantees so far. Yeah. I mean, you've been pretty good. Yeah,
11: I missed miss the, uh, what game was that? The Appalachian State. App State, State. Yeah, first App game. State, yeah.
3: Duke's Mayo Classic. Yeah. That's why we got the <laughs> Mayo involved. I think at some point, too, like if you hit two more guarantees before we put the mayo on you, that should probably cancel out the mayo. I would would think so. Do you got a guarantee for us today? Uh, Not yet. The the hour is early. (laughs) We'll save that for later. All right, let's get a break in. We'll come back. We'll talk more ECU-UCF. We'll talk some NFL with touchdown Tony Collins. And uh, have more for you. We'll make you a winner as well. Open up the Pirate Radio Booty Bag here on a Thursday. We're back with you after this.
0: listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now, back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about, and if you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace or a pool walkway or a fire pit or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call at 364-1201. Or you can stop by the Carolina Hardscapes Outdoor Showroom on Fire Tower Road across from Bostick Sog Furniture. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes. Now back to PRL. Here's Clip Brock.
3: Back with you on Pirate Radio Live. We'll be with you on the Bud Light pregame tailgate coming up Saturday, 2 o'clock, taking you up to the 6 o'clock kickoff to game can be seen on ESPN Plus, Pirates and Knights. Tony, we talked about this earlier in the show. Tony Collins here, former uh, Pirate great running back. How about the running backs this year for East Carolina? Haven't had a 1,000-yard rusher since 2014. Keaton Mitchell right now through five games has 574 yards, uh, four touchdowns. Rajay Harris has 231 yards and two touchdowns. How about the, the split? the splits between these guys keaton mitchell has 60 carries rajay has 62 keaton mitchell has 14 catches rajay has 12 coaches have done a great job yes, they have. Uh, of splitting this up and how about this number tony the pirates have ran the ball 178 times this year the pirates have thrown the ball 176 times this wow. year wow I mean, that's about how that's, you want that's, it, right?
11: That's that's really nice balance, man. It really is. And, 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 but now we just got to score points all the time. It's it's what, we we love the balance, but we we need to score points as well.
3: Pirates got down fourteen to nothing to Charleston Southern the next week, Tony. They come out and got uh, what twenty four to nothing on <laughs> Tulane. Just uh, that the preparation, whatever it was, they were locked in for that game on Saturday. That fast start was huge. Uh, because East Carolina continues, for whatever reason, to struggle in the third quarter, being outscored 44-10 to 10 this wow. year in the third. That's, a, that's been their one bugaboo, really, all season long that's been consistent. And look, this is a UCF team. They're 10-point favorites uh, in Orlando, Tony. They just lost to Navy, who has looked really bad so far this year. But Navy put together their best performance last week. UCF's lost two in a row now. There without their starting quarterback, like they seem pretty gettable right now. Let
11: me tell you, it, it's going to be a challenge, but it's it's a game that we have to go in and, and, and not have turnovers. I mean, we, we, we can't go up there or, or go down there, rather. We can't go down there and have turnovers. It's, it's going to be a game where we need to get the turnovers, and, and that's how, I mean, you know, they're favored by 10, and I, I think we have a chance, man. We really do have a chance to beat these guys, but we got to play almost perfect football.
3: How about last week? Uh, Pirates forced four turnovers in that game. Tony, three yeah. picks, got a fumble, and and dominated that. Won the time of possession. I mean, that's those are categories that if you win, you're going to win the game. Nine out of ten, almost Absolutely. ten out of ten times,
11: you get four or five turnovers a game. You're you're you're, you're going to win the game. And see, here's the thing about the UCF uh, team uh, without their quarterback. Now, that's the I don't know how good the second string quarterback is. But uh, as a defensive player, when you got a second string, you want to put as much pressure oh, on, yeah. this, on this kid as, as possible. And hopefully I, I think that's what we, we should do uh, in the game coming up.
3: Sometimes our defense is too aggressive blitzing at times, but uh, they're going to definitely send the house. Uh, Mikey Keen is the quarterback, and these are not UCF numbers, Tony. Freshman, he was, sophomore? What, what is he? I want to say he is a freshman. freshman. I will What's check that? on him real quick. Uh, Mikey Keene is a freshman and he last week threw for 178 yards, two touchdowns. You know, UCF is used to putting up like 500 yeah. yards a game. Yeah. I mean, so he is kind of working his way in. And you're right, this is an opportunity for once again, just like last week, East Carolina was the aggressor against Tulane. Blake Harrell and that defense got to be aggressive this week, go after the kid.
11: And uh, you know what? This and here's the thing: if we can pull out a victory here, man, you you know how high these kids will be as far as going into the to the following week i mean it, it, it's it, it's a i don't i don't want to say a pivotal game for us but it, it could be a game where it could it can uh push us into maybe winning seven games this year I, or Seriously. more like
3: yeah. last I'm week finished. was about if you want to get to a bowl game you got to beat Tulane yeah you got to you beat UCF you're starting to think all right well you know why? Why not us in the conference championship game? I mean, it's, <laughs> you you start to raise your uh, your goals even higher. And right? you know
11: what? And that and that's the thing, man. When you when you're playing well, everybody's feeling well. Everybody's feeling good. And 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 that's the thing. We got to put a lot of pressure on this quarterback and go up there and play balls out. And I, I think we can we can pull this out.
3: Tony, how much did you enjoy seeing East Carolina go for it on fourth down five times last week? They converted four times. That was awesome.
11: I I loved it. Every uh, man. I mean, Houston, because I know I'm. I'm pretty sure he's making the call, and he's doing a good job with that. When you when you when you uh, do four out of five, that's not too bad.
3: Man, and and they stink on third down, so it's a good (laughs) thing we. That stat has unfortunately. That one's got to go up. That one has to go up. But man, they were awesome on fourth down and. uh, Picked up a big win over Tulane, and now they'll try to roll that into Orlando coming up on uh, Saturday. Tony, let's talk uh, a little NFL. Uh, Brady returned. I love what the Patriots did, uh, the fans did mm-hmm. on Sunday night. Got the ovation before the game. Then once the game started. It was booing there It was some booze. <laughs> I think that's great. They're like, hey, we still love you, but now we're rooting against oh, you. Yeah. I, th- I thought they handled that perfect. Yeah, it, I mean,
11: it was a fun game to watch. And I, I, I have to put it to you like this. If if it wasn't a, a whole lot of rain that night, it would it wouldn't have been pretty. I mean, I, I was I watched the game and a lot of the catches. I mean, a lot of the drops that uh, Tampa Bay had. Uh, Antonio Brown dropped one in the end zone. Oh, the, uh, yeah, there was a, the there was a lot of drops, but uh, I I thought I thought it was a game played very well by our rookie quarterback. I th- yeah, I thought he played. I thought he played a fantastic game, and, and uh, you know. It was it was it was fun to see uh, Brady on the field in another uniform.
3: I give credit to uh, a lot of credit to, to Mac Jones and the Patriots. Every time it looked like the Bucks were kind of all right, we're we're going to take control of this one, he would lead a drive and yeah. there was one point where he had like was it 17 18 completions yeah. in a row? Yeah, 18 and, in a row. 18. And it was it wasn't a lot of downfield stuff. It was classic like uh McHandy Brady stuff was, almost like Brady it stuff. It was very bradish. <laughs> and uh and it worked for him. He was 31 of 40, 275 yards, had two touchdowns, one pick. And what did you think of the decision there at the end tony to go for the 50 plus yard field goal instead of go for a fourth and 3?
11: You know what? Uh it's the coach's decision. I mean, you, uh, you he, he 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 was that close oh, yeah. to making yeah. it. Uh I thought I would I would have went for it with the weather being a, being the way it was, uh, raining like that. I, I would have went for it, and I think I think they could have picked that four, four yards up. Man,
3: here's why I would go for it. If you make the field goal, you take a one point lead. And Brady's got the ball. Too much time with fifty-five seconds and two timeouts. <laughs> yeah, that's too much time. ball game. Like that's why I would have gone for it. But uh, they try to kick the field goal. The Bucks sneak out of there yeah. with the victory. Bucks all of a sudden uh, after two weeks they were looking pretty invincible, Tony. After what they did last year, they they look pretty beatable right now. They're going to win a ton of games, but I still like uh, the Rams, even though what happened to them last week, and even the Cowboys. I, I think in the NFC. Those two teams right now are with the Bucks. I'm surprised
11: uh the Bucks defense is not playing well. I, I know they may, may have some injuries on, on that defensive squad, uh, because the the Tampa <laughs> Bay Bucks got they got one of the best defenses in the league.
3: Well they're so banged up down. they had to bring in Richard Sherman right, to play yeah, also so they,
11: We got there, there's a lot of injuries over there, but uh you know, you you, you have the Rams and I, I think the rams will definitely be up there with tampa bay uh as far as uh, trying to win that division
3: uh the patriots go to houston they should be able to win that one and then they got the cowboys that's gonna be tough but they play the jets a chance to get a couple wins here Are do you think they still have a chance to to do something this year
11: make the playoffs maybe maybe make the playoffs not
3: catch I, the bills
11: no they're not going to catch the bills I mean we can get a wild card we can get a wild card out of there because you know you got Miami you got Cincinnati you got Pittsburgh uh you, you got some AFC, AFC teams that are not that great you know, on the out, out, out on the west coast they got a lot of good teams out there yeah but uh, they make it sneak in with a wild card
3: uh the bills since losing that weird game against the Steelers week one have won 35 to nothing 43 to 21 and 40 to nothing. I mean, they have dominated since week one.
11: They have, and I, I, now I want you to look at their schedule too. The the teams that they dominated, uh, they're not great teams, you know.
3: Yeah, my team's in there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we put up twenty one on them. Shut out the Dolphins. Shut out the Texans. They're, you got a point there. They're, you got a point. they're not. Hey, great. they're not great teams. They're going to be tested Sunday night.
11: Absolutely, Tony. I they're think Kansas City can beat them. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I really, I, gonna really I really feel that Kansas City. I don't think they're going to beat them. I, I think they will beat them. Uh, the Chiefs. Sunday yeah, night, Kansas you City. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
3: They. Uh, I swear, they're kind of like you always hear like LeBron like flips the switch when the playoffs start. Kind of sleepwalks through the regular season. I that feel like the Chiefs get bored with regular season football. Like they, they fumble it. They throw picks. Like. I feel like if they really focus they could go 17 and 0. They have so many weapons the office, man. Yeah. It's just
11: uh, it's it's fun to watch. If if you if you want the Kansas City Chiefs to win, but if you're on the defensive side, man, it's a nightmare over there. I mean, but I don't know, I don't know what's going on. I think their defense is not playing yeah. as well as they, as they as they
3: should. I mean, Brady is the greatest of all time, but what if he had Tyree Hill and wow. Travis Kelsey? Yeah. Now he had a Kelsey and Gronk all those years. Yeah. but never all these weapons that that the Chiefs have right now.
11: But Mahomes is a pretty decent quarterback.
3: <laughs> he is <laughs> now, yeah, he could make like Aaron Rodgers. He's got. Adams right now, but Aaron Rodgers has never been surrounded. With Don't the have Western a lot Sears. of weapons. Not, He's no, kind he of made it. Yeah. I think Mahomes could probably do the same thing yeah. where he makes the guys look good. Yeah. All right. Uh, coming up tonight, who you like? Rams Seahawks. This is a great game.
11: I have to go with the Rams, man. Uh, you know, going into Seattle, I mean, it's going to be tough. You know, going into Seattle is always tough playing up there, but I, I think defensively they're they're, they're better, I, and I think. Um, offensively they're better too as far as um the quarterbacks goes i know russell wilson uh, is a great quarterback he scrambles a lot but matt Stratford, i i just think he's i think he's the top one of the top four quarterbacks in the, in the league right now and i think he's going to come through tonight
3: got uh mcveigh the uh the little genius calling the plays mm-hmm. and cooper cup and robert woods a lot of weapons there in la i think i'm gonna take the rams as well tony uh we said last week was you know, make me a believer week. All those undefeated teams, <laughs> Panthers lost, Broncos lost, uh, there was one more, the Raiders lost on uh, Monday night, Yeah. so now there's only one undefeated team, and I didn't even really bring up the Cardinals because I just thought the Rams would beat them, Yeah. Uh, but the Cardinals now 4-0, the only undefeated team left, so a lot of parity, uh, as always, going on around uh, the NFL. You know,
11: I, I I love the quarterback. I I didn't think he would be this this successful so early. Talking about Kyler Murray, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I I think he's playing. He, I mean, he has <clears throat> he has a lot of weapons as well on that and on, on, on as receivers. But uh, he's playing some good football, man. And their defense is good. So, but they're, they're going to be tested pretty soon.
3: You mentioned uh, Seattle, the twelfth man, toughest one of the toughest places to play in the NFL. I think the Chiefs are up there with at Arrowhead. When you played Tony, what was the most? intimidating road environment back uh when you played
11: I tell you what uh going down to New York was uh was uh, uh you know the the fans uh man I, they actually hated us I don't know why we didn't never I never did anything to them <laughs> 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 But
3: hey, you're was, a New York guy
11: right <laughs> Yeah, I should right? lied you <laughs> Playing play in New York, yeah, at the Meadowlands. Yeah. We have to play them twice a year, so I mean, but you know, going down there is, is it's really tough playing them, uh, you know, the, dealing with the fans all the time. I mean, I'm talking about they're, they're not as worse as the Philadelphia Eagles fans, okay, but they're, they're close. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think so. You in that uh, Buffalo, and uh, you got to go down to Miami, that was probably an easy road. Yeah, right? wait, I mean, wait, wait. I, mean, I
11: love going to Miami. Yeah. That, that's, that's, we, we want to go to Miami every year. So
3: <laughs> yeah, you probably had too much fun. If you read <laughs> Broken Road, the book, Tony's book, you can check that out. I had yeah. too much fun in Miami. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess, uh, were the Seahawks in the NFL when you played, Tony? Yeah. yeah did they, they play in the uh, they, Dome? They were in the Dome. The then. Kingdom. And
11: now that was a that was a tough place to play. But we did, I, I'm only probably played them maybe twice in my career because, you know, they're not in our division. But, uh, and that was a tough place to play. I forgot about the Dome. I'm
3: trying to think. So the Eagles veteran stadium had uh, the, was that like the worst turf? Oh I always heard God. about that. It, it,
11: it, it was, it, actually, I'm going to tell you the truth. When I played in New England, our turf was almost just as bad as the Philadelphia's
3: turf. Did y'all not did y'all have natural grass or?
11: No, we we were all, turf? when I played we were on turf and it wasn't no foam underneath the turf. <laughs> it, was, it was cement.
3: And you could feel it like Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah. It was tough, man. It was tough. That's why I had to get through
11: two new knees.
3: There you go. it's that's, that's right there. The proof in the pudding there. All right, let's uh, Shirley Rhodes. Let's make somebody a winner here on a Thursday. Open up the Pirate Radio Booty Bay. <laughs>
1: Booty, 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 booty everywhere.
3: Booty, 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 booty everywhere. All right, 317-1250. Shirley, what do you want to give away today?
1: Uh, why don't we do a shrimp taco lunch courtesy of Chico's? I thought you might say
3: that, and I think I might have Chico's tonight. 317-1250. What caller are we looking for?
1: I'm going to go with caller number seven.
3: All right, caller seven. Lucky number seven, three one seven twelve fifty. As we take a timeout update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard, Altuve doubles. They hold the runner at third. So, right now, two outs in the fourth. It is Astros three. White Sox nothing. Astros threatening for more. We'll be back after this.
0: to our three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road, across from Bostick Sun Furniture. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Save lives, be a hero, and make seven hundred dollars your very first month donating plasma at Griffles Biomat USA. It's the easiest way to make extra money. Start now at Biomat USA on 505 South Memorial Drive. Make up to $700 in a month and save lives now at Gripples Biomat USA. A better donor experience and better pay. And congratulations to Jeff Dover of Greenville picked up. Uh, shrimp taco lunch courtesy of chico's grab your amigos and head to chico's enjoy your favorites like shrimp tacos steak and chicken fajitas burritos enchiladas acp and more plus ice cold uh, cervezas and chico's famous margaritas are always available for mexican food and fun it's got to be chico's now let's head back in to prl here's clip brock
3: some chico's would be good on a night like tonight some great sports action going on as well you got the baseball playoffs right now now lance lynn has just been pulled it is five to nothing houston wow they are taking it to the white Sox. that's a look at our buccaneer music hall scoreboard brought to you by Dubuck.
6: buck
3: tony collins is, is there... alongside tony just looked at me and said you've been doing this for three hours <laughs> <laughs> every day tony <laughs> every day and uh Hey, give the people what they want. I don't know who's hey, asking for there, this. There you go. But, uh, but Give the people here. what they want. <laughs> we do that every Thursday with Tony Collins here for the final hour of the show. Shirley, let's uh, let's talk some defense. What a performance on Saturday. Pirates forcing all those turnovers, uh, sacks, fumbles, interceptions, and Blake Harrell now uh, will bring that aggression to Orlando as ECU takes on UCF on Saturday. Let's hear uh, his comments from yesterday.
4: No, so looking at the two lane game, uh, a lot of big hits, momentum hits that weren't targeting. You know, it was, it, we look, kept looking at the scoreboard like, oh, that, there's going to be a flag, but yeah. it wasn't. How does that make you feel of good, safe hits that were big plays?
12: That's how we want to play the game. We, we want to be physical. We want to, you know, attack ball carriers, whether it's, uh, you know, be physical up front, the line level, secondary level, <laughs> linebacker level, um, you know, go get after guys and that play – Coach Houston said it right from day one when he got here. Play the chin out of your toes, downhill, flying around, uh, fast and physical. And and the guys did that on Saturday, did a nice job of it. Uh, and it wasn't just one guy. You know, it Gerard, Malik, J-Mac, several guys fit in that category. And, you know, you, you always worry about, hey, are they hitting them in the strike zone? And we, we always talk about that and teach that and coach that. And, and guys, you know, when they know what they're doing and, and feel confident, they play fast and they play physical, and it showed up Saturday. Yeah, so you know we're going to prepare like they got everybody there, and uh, you know whether it's Gabriel, uh, whether it's the freshman quarterback, whether it's the you know the older Gatewood kid, whoever it may be, uh, they're all very talented. You know the, the young ga- the young kid, uh, 16, he, he is a young Gabriel. I mean that's all it is. He's no different. The talent there looks very similar. Um, you know, and, and Gabriel, you're talking about one of the top in college football. So um, they'll have a good plan and we'll be prepared for all, all scenarios there uh, that could happen. And, um, you know, you just, you gotta be ready. Cause if you're not and you show up and all of a sudden Gabriel's playing, uh, then you're behind the eight ball there. So we'll, we'll prepare for him. We'll prepare for the young kid. We'll prepare for Gatewood and, and all, all phases there. So, um, and all of them are good players and all of them play a lot, you know, some, some good football at high competition levels and, um, a certain worth, you got, to, you got your handfuls to them. You had to do the same
1: thing against South Carolina this year. Is it nice that, you know, at a conference play, you almost got a free prep of having to prepare
12: for them? Yeah, yeah if, if you're thinking back about, you know, you didn't know if it was going to be Zeb or Doty or who at South Carolina. So it was a different different little tweak there for each – each uh, whoever was a quarterback. So we've already went through that once this year. And, and, and really, you know, we talked to our kids about – obviously we want to know our personnel. Who's a quarterback, who's a tailback, who's a receiver, who it may be. But at the end of the day, it's about us and how how we play our fundamentals and how we execute, how how hard we play, how physical we play, and playing together. So that's that's been our main focus through all this through all this, and, and not knowing exactly what personnel may be on the field for them. Um, but at the same time, we want to know you know what running backs on the field, what receivers out wide, what old lineman you know is in the game, what quarterbacks in the game. But um, you know, at the end of the day, it's about us and how we execute and how we how we play.
3: All right, there is Blake Harrell preparing for all options for UCF, and he he has to say what he has to say, but their backup is not as good as Dylan Gabriel. (laughs) Tony, do you ever – The coaches have to say that stuff. Politically correct. They're they're
11: always that. And even the
3: players are. So
11: Gabriel's not
3: officially ruled out. He has a broken clavicle. uh, how the hell can he play? He's not going to play. He's out. (laughs) Why is he even talking about this guy? I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. That's a great question. I was thinking about that as I was listening to Um, it.
11: We got to be prepared for for, for Gabriel. Hey, what if he comes uh, in? He's in the freaking hospital.
3: (laughs) Well, he's in a full body cast. He can still come in. Do you ever wish a coach would be like, "Yeah, that guy stinks." Like, yeah, we're going to beat the crap out of him. <laughs> Speaking of coaches and uh, and their behavior, Tony, got to get your thoughts on Urban Meyer. <laughs> what a mess. There's so many ways to talk about this. First so, of
11: all, he should have got on the freaking plane and went back home. That's uh, went back to Jacksonville. That's with he, the team. Yeah, with the team. That's yeah. that's the first mistake he
3: made. Yeah. <laughs> now there was a lot of mistakes that followed, but that, that. was the first one. <laughs> Stick with the team. Go back home. He was out. Oh, uh, was
11: a, bad news, man. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it may not look too bad if they're like 4-0 right now, <laughs> but they're
3: 0-4. <O> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. So then he has to go back to his team and and address it. Yeah. And and yeah. I, I, he's, apparently, got to, he's got to address his wife, too. <laughs> well, that's a whole another side of it. Um, apparently, there was a lot of like oh, this God. college guy comes in, tries to do it his way he's talking to grown men it's not working so that was already kind of happening you already mentioned the O and four record so that's happening there was a report tony that he talked to the players on tuesday about it Walked out of the room. Now, this is the report. Uh-huh. And it said everybody just started busting out laughing. Oh, yeah. And Urban Meyer could hear him laughing. <laughs> That's got to be the worst thing when the, they just lose all respect hey, for but, you. But
11: here's the thing. I mean, you, you're, you're talking to freaking grown men now. You're not yeah. talking to the kids that just came out of high school. And see, see, and the, and the thing about it is he's probably losing the guys. Because uh, when I was in the league and uh, Ron Myers came in from SMU, uh man, he, I mean, he was a a decent uh, college coach. You know, he had Eric Dickinson and you know, had that Pony Express down there. They won a lot of games. A, they cheated a lot. Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, so he was used
3: to paying his best players. Yeah, he knew how that worked.
11: But but the thing about it is, man, you know, you get you get some college coaches that just can't coach pro ball. Yeah. Now, I mean, know, what's what's that coach of the Alabama name, Saban.
3: Nick Saban tried it. Did with he the try Dalsons. it? Now yeah.
11: he's a, he's the freaking best college coach in the world. Yeah, but you know he's not a, he's not a coach. There's a uh, long list
3: coach. of it. You go back, and you might remember Lou Holtz. I guess coached the Jets, mm-hmm. and and then had a lot of success in college. Steve Spurrier sucked with Washington. <laughs> one of the greatest college coaches of all time. Yeah, just... There are very few examples. In fact, I asked the trivia question last night, Tony. Three coaches that have won college championships. And Super Bowls, Jimmy Johnson, Barry Switzer, mm-hmm. who kind of did it with Jimmy's right, team, team, basically, and then Pete Carroll, who's still coaching today. Uh, Those are the only three. There are a lot more examples of guys that have flamed Fame. out. Yeah, absolutely. Bobby Petrino tried it with the Falcons <laughs> and quit like mid-season. <laughs> he was so bad.
11: He said, he said, "I can't, I can't do this."
3: Yeah, I'm out. So uh, it's uh, and, and look, part of it, Tony. You know it that. There are X's and O's coaches, like coordinators and stuff, but the head coach, he's got to know that stuff, but he's also got to be a communicator, yeah, uh, absolutely. know how yeah. to handle the guy. And, you know, you're,
11: you're, and it's and it, it's probably tough on the coach, too, as well, because he, he's, he's been coaching these teenagers for years now. and now You he, start
3: recruiting them when they're 15. Right, and now you're talking to 30-year-olds. Now
11: you're bringing that same language to a 25-, 30-year-old guy. It, it's not going to work. Yeah,
3: so... Anyway, he did his second team apology on Wednesday. <laughs> I was I was really hoping to see a story about him apologizing again today. Just keep keep apologizing. What a mess they yeah, got it there. it is a mess, man. So are we taking the Titans to beat them on uh, Sunday? Uh, pretty much. I know the Titans. Uh, the, <laughs> they the, stink they, right now, too. But there's
11: the thing. Last week, the Titans lost both of their receivers. Both of their receivers, their starting Julio receivers and AJ, were, were gone. If they have both, uh, both of those receivers, just wouldn't have had a chance. I mean – uh, Henry still rushed for almost 200 yards in the game. Yeah, they just had no receivers to throw the
3: ball to. I'm kind of fascinated to see uh, what that Jaguars team looks like on Sunday. Chandler <laughs> brought up a good point when I told the story about all the players laughing. He said, I-, "I bet I can tell you who's not laughing." Trevor Lawrence, who before this year like had never lost a game right. at any level, yeah. he probably doesn't think this whole situation's funny right, right now. Not at all. He's like, <laughs> you, "What the you, hell did I get myself into?" <laughs> <laughs> I should have pulled a Eli Manning and said, "I'm not coming." He's hey, literally saying, "What the hell is going on around I here?" Know, right?
11: Hey, it's hey, it just like me when I, I was in East Carolina. We won a lot of the games when I was here. And when I got to the league, my first, my first uh, season, two games we won two games the whole year. You two, were like two and fourteen. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> this, this is not going to work." <laughs> and then the coach got fired, and then Ron Myers came in. And it got even worse? It didn't get worse. It got a little better because we got a lot of good players because we're we're at the bottom of the poll. So we got a lot of good players. But when Raymond Barry came in, that's what turned the whole thing around.
3: Tony Collins joining us in the Pirate Radio studio. Shirley, do we have one more break? Let's do it right now. We'll come back. Tony Collins, ECU-UCF prediction. I have one. All right. We'll find out what he has to say about the Pirates going to Orlando on Saturday when we return after this.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Carolina Hardscapes. Making memories with your family and friends is what life is all about. If you have a dream of having a backyard patio fireplace, pool walkways, fire pits, or more, then Carolina Hardscapes is the place to call. Get started on your dreams today at Carolina Hardscapes on Fire Tower Road across from Bostic Sun Furniture. Now back to the show.
1: Welcome back. Taking a quick look at your stock market report For today, the Dow was up 337 points and closed at 34,754. NASDAQ was up 152 at 14,654, and the S&P was also up 36 points at 4,399. That is a look at your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756 6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's Clip.
3: Let's wrap up our show and our Bud Light ECU report with a prediction from touchdown Tony Collins. It's the three and two Pirates heading to Orlando. Three and two. That sounds good, doesn't it? Very good. To take on the two and two. UCF Knights, Tony Collins, what happens on Saturday? Let
11: me tell you, it's going to be a challenge for the guys. uh, You know, going down there, uh, uh, the crowd is going to be crazy. Um, I I think we're going to play well. I really do. I really feel we're going to play well. I think our defense is going to play well. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. And I uh, guarantee that we're going to win the game. (laughs) There it is. (laughs)
3: There it is. Well, I predict a win, and you can guarantee. guarantee. This is a guarantee. I
11: guarantee. That we will beat UCF on Saturday night 27 24. What That's happens? That's the guarantee, baby. What happens if we don't? I, you guys got to think something up. Wow. I, I'm already wanting a whole. I, I, I should, if I win, I, I the the the, uh, the, the mandate state should be the, uh, uh, off the books? Yeah, off the books. I
3: say yes to that. Troy will probably argue that. Of course he will. But he's not here.
11: And I still haven't got my steak dinner yet. So, So yeah.
3: (laughs) If ECU beats UCF, no mayo. You're out of mayo duty. We got a guarantee from Tony. Guarantee, baby. Let's go. Let's
11: go ECU.
3: A guarantee from their defensive tackle. It's a guarantee (laughs) off. That's right. Let's do it. on this Saturday. Tony, enjoyed it, man. Yes, sir. We'll uh, see you next week. Yeah, we, yeah, you will. All right. Man. I will be here. <laughs> Just like the Pirates, three in a row. We'll get Tony four three in to a row. row. That's it, That's awesome. We're going to win. We will uh, see you fine folks, 3 o'clock on Friday on an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation
0: of the voice of the Pirate Nation.